are today. Do we have the same shoes? No. Nope. No, but I was. I, bet you I have was. These. I was. I don't have the low low You're top. Uh -huh. I have the mid gotcha. light, the maxi combi light. Mm -hmm. I was this close to We could have been matchy matchy. I was jeans, gonna wear black jeans today. Do you ever fold your jeans, jeans like Trail does though? I my body type does not facilitate rolling of the jeans like that. <laughs> my 30 inch inseam looks like it goes to 24 if I roll it like that. <laughs> <coughs> I need all the length I can get in jeans, so I can never roll them. Just in jeans. I mean, I love the. I would love to be able to pull off the look. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. But every time Thanks. I do it, my wife's like, "Yeah, You're don't, into it. yeah, don't nice. do it." Never I, I roll them every once in a while. You gotta cuff them. Mine aren't. Mine aren't you ever the, long you enough. You got the body built to to roll them. I could roll. I could do a roll. I don't think that's what's in though. I think you're supposed to buy them short and baggy at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. I'm not partaking in that fashion. I've, I've seen pictures of uh, like my kids. You know, like he goes to high school. It, it's like me going back to ninth grade. <laughs> I mean, exact same. It's actually funny. My, my wife has a nephew up north, came down here, and my my wife's family's in the MMA world, right? Mm -hmm. My brother-in-law and all those people. So that, like, all the affliction and all that yeah. shit, they have piles of it from, like, just past sponsorships with his fighters and all yeah. this shit. They don't ever wear it. He came down and thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. So he <laughs> took all it. of it. That's all he wears every day is the bedazzled shit. How it'll, is that back in? Come, no way that's it'll, back. hundred percent it's back in. It's all the, the way studded, back. The studded belts. He, he'd be able to tell you more than me, but like the studded belts, all that shit. People are wearing affliction? Not a f not not so much affliction. I'm seeing but the like studded belts. Oh yeah. Like the the those baggy Jenko jeans. Oh yeah. Those definitely went out. <laughs> those definitely went out. Yeah, oh yeah. Jenko jeans for sure. Those are back. Yeah, oh, for sure. In a big way. Yeah. Baggier the better at this yeah. point. It's oh crazy. Boy. When I was a freshman in high school, first day, size 40 jeans. <laughs> <laughs> some air walks. Do you have any pictures of this? I'll bet I could dig some up. We got to see this. It's some air walks. see some. Air, some air walks. Those are pretty stylish. Size a, 40 jeans. I had a, like a. His, his build in size I, 40 yeah. jeans. How do you I even had, keep those I things had, up? I had a, a belt. I had a double X Stussy striped t-shirt. Dude, you were I was have you were kinda crazy. Bro. He was, still is, and he's got the Birkenstocks was, and the rolled jeans. You're crazy, I dude. I was with it. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm going I'm going back to it. Next time I'm down here. Double XL everything. You gotta show up like that. Okay. You should be <laughs> that for you should be that for Halloween. Yourself well, did you dress up? In freshman year. Did you dress up for Halloween? Oh, I didn't know Halloween dress up. Of of all of us right here, you're the most likely to dress up, I'd say. I missed it. For sure. I'm pissed about it. I have a three year old, so I I have did to. Did you dress up? Yeah. What did you dress up as? He's obsessed with Sandlot. Oh, and yeah. Benny is like, every, he tells me to call him Benny. Mm hmm And so I was Squint's wife was Wendy Peppercorn. He was Benny. There you go. My uh, my young, my little kid has a Sandlot jersey with his name on the back. Yeah, my my son does. Really? He wears it all the time. PF Flyers, the whole deal. Yep. <laughs> Wranglers, oh, yeah. roll the Wranglers, PF Flyers. <laughs> the Benny Rodriguez jersey. Yeah, yeah. But it's his name on the back yep. every day. That's a movie that stands up. Yeah. Well, then here's the other problem. So he's into hockey, and we got him into D2, or all the Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks. Benny, the, the kid, is yep. in D2 he's and D3 Mighty Ducks. So now he wants to watch those because Benny plays hockey. But mm. Obviously, he's not Benny. He doesn't understand that yet. <laughs> Benny does it all. Benny does it all, man. does it all. Hockey, baseball. He does so much that my wife and I had to look into his career, and he doesn't act anymore, but I figured he would have kept it. You Damn know, it. Kept it going. He's gone. Doesn't ha it doesn't have to. I man. just saw a Sandlot dog last weekend. A dog? 
The oh, you mean the big dog that chases? It's a, is it an English Mastiff? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what it is? My yeah. God. Dude, that so, dog is so big. It's the beast. The biggest dog the ever. Beast. Every time I, I saw it, I'm like, dude, I've never seen a dog this big in my life. It was 10 months old. Not even a year. <laughs> Haven't you seen Sandlot? Yeah. He ate so many people, they had to lock him up forever. That's you, him. What do you do with a dog like that? Where would you see this dog? Like on my, the street? My buddy who's getting married, it's his dog. Does it live Last inside? Week. Lives oh, in, dude, and it's it's like a acts like a puppy, so it's 10 months here, ten months old, and it just runs around, hits shit, knocks things over, jumps on the couch. Tears oh the house gosh. down. Dude, it's huge. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. I couldn't either. Paul, you need to pump some AC in here if you can. Paul, we're sweating. Pump it up. We are sweating Or bad. down. That's always so confusing with air conditioning. Turn it up. Down, yeah, you know turn it up. I mean? yeah, turn it up. Up means hot or up means cold. Cool it down like a fucking meat locker cool, in here. Cool it down. We're back. Brady's back. We're back. I he's, got, he's got the boots on today. I'm back. He's ready to roll. He's ready to defend himself. <laughs> I was, it's I was it's out not going to be a very good defense because we're going to ask you about your Idaho. No, hold on. Hold on. Uh, so I, the greatest thing about a podcast and when you put shit on film is you can check the tape. Right? That's right. So I listened to that podcast because he mentioned to me right when away, he first got first back. Thing. It's like, hey, I got a text. You guys are talking shit about me on the podcast. I'm like, hey, check the tape. I wasn't talking shit. He goes, well, Neville, somebody, somebody said Neville. Ne- Neville says, oh, I've hunted, with, hunted high with Brady all the time. We don't see shit. I'm like, I think yeah. we have a track record of killing so, some stuff. It was, it was a double-sided. So I said we didn't see shit, but I still give him props for – because he does kill big yeah. stuff high, so there's like a it's a double sword. It's, it's like anything in the news where they take that little segment and they kind of like skew what you skew say, it. and you don't see the full story. Correct. So I didn't see the full story here. You I, just got the text. I just got the text. Okay. Yeah. Who texted you? That's what I want. Yeah. Know. Who was yeah. it? Who's the snitch? Yeah. Who is uh, it? I can't. I can't. I can't Tell me the my snitch. Sources. Can't. We can't reveal the sources. It was, it was Porter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on, on on that podcast we were talking about how we wish you were here. It would be a good episode. We like, and then we said about my favorite subject. Well, then we said it's going to be even better because he's going to be fresh off of fresh off a of. semi-late, yeah, semi-late, uh, however you want to define that, into the next podcast. Yep, yep. So not only do you get to defend yourself, you also get to explain how the hunts went. Yep. And the Idaho draw is coming up December first. Yeah, should we cover that too. first? Let's cover that first for everyone who's that's a good point. Whoever's thinking about it. Yeah, that's so a good point. When, when, when is this going out? Just go out either this week or next week. This podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's got to go out Thursday. Yeah. So Decem- December 1st, for those of you that are listening. Today's I, Tuesday the 8th. We got to get yeah, it out Tuesday Thursday. The, Tuesday the 8th. You got three weeks about December 1st, Idaho, over-the-counter general season tags will go on sale at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Brady, what do we need to know? Brady, tell us everything. You Since you love going to Idaho. I do. Have I gone that state before? You're already throwing my states under the bus and like calling them What out. state have you not gone to? I'm going to say the units. Just to <laughs> yeah. see how fired up <laughs> just we can to get see you. Mountain range units. Mountain. Yep. I mean, I could say the, this area and he would get pissed and it's. Yeah. We'll d- just leave it at Idaho. You, w- you won't even know where that, <laughs> where it could be. Yep. So the process is pretty unique. It's basically, I mean, what, what I do is I, I buy my hunting license ahead of time. You don't have to. But it speeds up the process a little bit. So I buy my hunting license because I will apply in the control draw later in the year. So makes, you less, makes you less anxious. Yeah. yeah. So I get that done ahead of time. Or How I set mine up to auto-renew, so it does auto-renew on December 1st. 185 bucks yep. for a non-resident. So I get that out of the way. And then what I do is I – because like 10 a.m. mountain time, um, you, you, like, you basically get in the system. So you can log in ahead of time. doesn't matter if you log in five minutes beforehand, an hour beforehand, you put into a queue, a little waiting, a little waiting room basically. Mm-hmm. Purgatory. Yep. 
and you just wait there. And so like some people say like, oh yeah, like you should log in as early as possible. We've had guys at the office who've logged in literally three minutes beforehand and they get a better number than I do. You guys logged in before I did last year. Yep. I logged in about 15 minutes. I think you were maybe five or 10 minutes ahead of me mm-hmm. and I got a better spot in line than you guys did. So we yeah. can debunk the... Yeah, yeah it's totally, the, it totally doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. When, you, when you go in because once at 10 a.m., yeah. everyone who's been in the system already will get randomized and you get a random number. And so they go off the top number. I always want to know what it feels like to be number Who one. Who is number one? How would you go about doing that? It'd be so sweet. Do you have all the tags available to you right away? I all couldn't even old. imagine if you're top 100. Would it yep. be like overload if you were number one yeah, and had be, all choices? If you're listening right now, number one, <laughs> yeah. we want you. We, we, we want, want to you. know your mindset when you Please. saw number one. <laughs> Call in. Send yeah. us a message. What, what we've got to know what who's number like? one. Yeah. And we should just like explain, too, that this is for non-resident general season deer and elk. So this is yep. not the controlled draw. This is just your general season tags. And so basically at 10 a.m., it's a absolute pain because you can be waiting there. Like most of the time, I'm number 10,000. Like mm-hmm. The last couple of years have always been super high number. And then I'm just sitting there waiting. And you can see a little bit. They'll update on the page. You don't want to leave the page. It says you can leave the page, but I always make sure I leave it open on my computer. Don't do anything else. I want super fast Wi-Fi. So let it sit there, and it'll show you on down the bottom which tags are selling. A lot of the good elk tags will sell out right away because most people are picking up elk tags. Yep. And then once your number hits, it'll like count down. Your little like person on the screen will get all over the end. It estimates you have two hour wait. There's a five thousand. Worst part is you. just looking at that stupid screen. That stupid screen just barely moves. It's like the, the old line. old school of just like a little guy walking. Oh, and he's constantly <laughs> on a line. Walking. <laughs> yep. And so once you get in, you have your opportunity to jump in, pick your unit that you want to do, pick buy your hunting license at the same time, and check out. And the problem is with the system is, is We've had it crash quite a bit. Like, Neville, you had it crash when you went to the checkout portion. Yeah, the, f- the first year we did it, I was in the checkout. You literally had your tag selected in your cart. You went to checkout, and the system crashed and kicked you all the way back out, yeah, and you had to wait line. again. You had to go back in line. The other issue is you're not really able to purchase permits as a group. That's the, that's my biggest complaint as well. So all those families who have been this elk camp forever in some whatever place, like if we you and I wanted to hunt together trail, mm-hmm. you had a better number than I do. I was way back in line. We're not going to be able to hunt together because you can't party out. Yep. So it makes it very hard for families, friends, not their non-residents to try to get a hunt camp together. Let's let's touch on a few things before we go too deep. Deer, you have to pick your unit. Have to pick your unit. It's no longer a zone for non-resident. Yep. That that died. That opportunity kind of tanked. What a year and a half, two years ago. Two years, two years, years ago. Yep. For elk, you can still right as of right now, you can still purchase a zone tag Mm -hmm. and you can hunt any unit that's open during the seasons in that zone um a and b tags what do you know about those difference i don't don't look at anything about elk you don't (laughs) so a and b a A is true to his name yes gotcha yeah so so a and b a a tag is typically an archery tag archery or muzzleloader different season b tag is is your rifle arm your your firearms rifle arms arms? sounds cool fire (laughs) (laughs) i got rifle rifle arms arms. (laughs) i definitely don't have rifle arms um, so yeah, those are your those are your rifle permits. So that's something to be aware of. What uh, what do you how do you attack it? I I basically I utilize filtering 2.0 a lot beforehand. I go through. I save some of the hunts I want in filtering 2.0. That which I, which we should touch on. Brand new feature. Brand new feature. To go on Insider. Yep. You can now save, save, save compare, units, compare it. So basically, you want to go through and you want to kind of create a list. You might want your top five or top ten units because you never know when those are going to sell out. 
ones you're going to be looking at right away. So you want to have a backup plan right away. And that's why going into this, it's very beneficial to have an insider membership, jump into filtering 2.0, select Idaho, select mule deer, select what criteria is, start diving in, read that terrain. Is that terrain going to be conducive to your hunting style or you type of person who maybe wants more ATV access, start looking around at that, and then jump over to go hunt maps as well at the same time and look at that unit, look at the public land, see if there's potential for animals in that public land in said unit. Mark that as your one choice, your so two which choice, unit? your three choice. What's your unit? Which one was that? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them I can get a tag. How, how many do you have on your list before you go into the into the Idaho draw? Like how many options? How deep do you go? I, I'd probably go five, five to seven. Like I know what I know have what you, I want, and, and when I you know get in, what what number are you usually at? Like then the in the waiting period, yeah. I'm always at the ten thousand number, so I'm always. But just like from down on your list, is it, are you? Do you ever get your top no. option? No, yeah. you haven't yet. Uh-uh. Number have one, you, we need to know what number, <laughs> number one is. One, the, have yeah. you panicked yet? Have you got to? I panic every time. I know, but have you have you got to the <laughs> screen where you, you you got your opportunity to purchase and none of your top five were on the list, and then you're just yeah. like you're you're in panic mode. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> And so, so one thing I'll call you just out. go with the number you like. Yeah, it's like Basically, when you're betting horse races. That one's that's got when a good I start name. texting people. Yeah, I'm like texting you, people. You've got that about I know. 20 minutes. Yeah, that I text people. But if you that don't have somebody to text, what do you do? You, I mean, you, we're fortunate to, to be able. That's to why do you that. need Go Hunt Insider because then I would yeah. quickly, quickly go check. Go in. Yeah. Well, check uh, that you didn't be like, is this something I want to do? To, to Brady's point, I think you need to go deeper than maybe your top five. Maybe take it top ten. Yeah. You know, go, yeah. go dive deeper because they are selling out quicker and there is more demand than ever. I mean, mm-hmm. too, and right, with cap. the law of averages, you'll have a top five, and then kind of six through ten will all be relatively similar, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's kind of how it'll work. And then you can decide quickly from there. Yeah. And sometimes I've actually gone into the system. This happened more so on the August one when you could pick up a second tag mm-hmm. where I, I, I got in. It didn't show my the units that I, I wanted were not sold out yet. I look at the list, and it showed all the tags were not available to me. It had them all grayed out. I was like, there's no way that's possible. So I clicked refresh, and luckily it didn't kick me out, but then the units popped up again. So it was like a little bit of an error on their side. Like I got into the system, mm-hmm. went to look at the tags. It didn't show anything. I did click refresh, and boom, it populated my list. So sometimes that happens as well. You might want to refresh the screen to see what the units available are. If you get kicked out, don't blame Brady. Yeah, don't. Uh, I, would, I would not refresh Brady. unless you have to. Call Brady. His, his number is. Yeah. <laughs> Message him. Brady, tell Dude, me. speaking b- of, you know Stetson Bennett? Uh, for Georgia. They, so Georgia yeah. just played Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee got a hold of his cell phone yeah. number and it leaked it, and we're crushing his number. Like, I'm all, you right? Like, you know, sports all for That's the mind brutal. games. That's a little, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somehow. I, so the I first first touchdown he ran in, he gave the call me sign. Fucking gangster. Yeah. him. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then crushed him. Crushed them. Absolutely Br- crushed him. Tell me about control hunts. So you mentioned control hunts. What's a control hunt in Idaho? And tell me. Is, is buying the hunting license, even if you don't buy, even let's say that you don't get an over-the-counter permit on December 1st. But you already bought your hunt license? Yeah, what can you do with it? You definitely want to then apply in the control draw later in the year. So control draw is more like basically your, I guess you could say like your limited entry type mm-hmm. stuff. And that's a totally separate draw. And those are like, so if you already had an OTC tag and you did a control draw, you have an option to turn in your OTC tag for mm-hmm. the controlled one later on. So it's like. If you buy your hunt license and you still get an over-counter license, it's very beneficial. You might as well apply in the control draw because you're more likely it's going to be a higher quality hunt because those tags are going to be limited for both residents and non-residents. So there's going to be less competition in the field. Yep. And, and then you could do elk control. Do you have deer control? Do you have your, oh, your, your sheep, moose, and 
Yeah, so you have to pick. So if you if you apply in Idaho and you apply in the control draws, you can apply for deer, elk, and antelope. So you can apply for all three, or you can apply for one once in a lifetime species like yep, moose yeah. or sheep. I, I like that. I like the one. way they do that. You have to I pick and too. choose. I like the fact I, that I you can too. apply for all three deer, elk, and antelope yes, on, a, on then, a control. And then picking the and one. And then pick the other. I, I like and and consequently, I mean, that's why we'll probably talk about it more once the control draws open up. But that's consequently why you have better odds for some of those other species like moose yep. or sheep because you can only apply for that one yeah, species it siphons off the public into those yep it, it does yeah it's interesting i do like that yep so yeah if you buy, I, I always say buy your hunt license at a time if you're if you're a guy who really wants to go to idaho and you want to apply in control draw letters make it easy on yourself yeah. it's already stressful enough going into this otc general season like non-resident deer tag sale so i just make sure i have all my ducks in a row before i jump into this yeah the last thing i would say about idaho that i i find interesting and i like it actually is that you can actually return an over-the-counter permit that you bought yep. you've got till april 1st you can return that and get 75 percent of your cost back you've got i think april to june you can return it and get 50 percent back and then july to about september i think you can get 25 percent back past september it's yours yep. and, and nothing back so that is it, nice it, it does make it nice because you can put a, put a permit in your pocket for 2023 you can go through quite a few of the other states draws yep. and see what lands if nothing sticks you keep your permit and go hunting if not you can return that thing back and you're going to eat some money but at least Maybe you're guaranteed you, you have, you a, have a guaranteed hunt. At least hunt. you have a guaranteed hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are last in line, there's going to be something. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. There'll be something I mean, terrible. And, and the nice thing, too, like even if you don't get your tag on December 1st, let's say you're busy, you're working. Like, that's another thing that's kind of hard, too, for some of these people who are yeah. over-the-road truck mm-hmm. drivers or people who have construction jobs. They can't be on their phone the whole time because you could do this on your phone or computer, but you have to dedicate some time to this. If you miss out then – Idaho does have, I think it's like nine other return tail, uh, yeah. return tag sale dates. And then it's the same sort of process. You'll see the list on a Tuesday and then that Thursday at 10 a.m. Mountain time, those tags will go on sale. So you do have other opportunities when people do turn back their tags. A lot of times it happens when other draws come out. Yep. It gets it substantially draws. less and less though. Yep. There's definitely less and less tags throughout the whole process. Yeah. And then once August, usually it's like the 5th of August, you can do a... Uh, you have another opportunity where residents and non-residents could pick up a second tag, and then it's open for people to pick up their first tags as well. Yeah, I think last year I was on there for five hours. Yeah, we were on yeah. there. Yeah, it was like I was sitting in line for five hours. Yeah. So you do it. That's why I mean it's hard. Like you have to have I didn't, I didn't a do it last scheduled year. out time to just like yeah, sit you, there with your lot. computer. That's a lot. That's dedicated. Yeah. Yeah, you hopefully you work at a desk that day. Yeah, you know, and you could just leave a window open and continue working until you see your chance pop up. Yeah, yeah. or if you can take the morning off, like somehow you have a job that can do that. Like it might be beneficial if you really are dedicated, yeah. and want to make a hunt. Like it's, yeah, it's a good way to do it. And it's just it's nice knowing that you have a tag in your pocket. Yeah. It's it always is good. The insurance of knowing you're going hunting. Right. It's a great feeling. Especially right. and before the year's even yeah. over. Yeah. I mean, you're going hunting in 2023 yeah. and 2022. It's isn't great. even. Yeah. The sun hasn't set. I believe the tag costs what 351.75 or something like that. Yeah, and you're six something, 641 or some, six something, I think, for an elk tag, 653. Yeah. I like can't I said, remember I off the top of my head, but it's done it. odd numbers. But wonder, you, why, wonder you, why the odd numbers. I, I don't know. It's really interesting. You are you are an elk guy though now. Yeah, you are. You are. Oh, gosh. Let's <laughs> let's let's talk about Idaho. My sabbatical. The the bad and good. Whew. How do you want to start this? This let's is your start. story. This let's is your let's hunt. Let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. <laughs> the good. Well, the good thing is. I always start with bad first, personally. Okay, let's go good. Let's go. As, uh, you're, you know, I mean, that's you. He but wanted to go good first. We're, I, we're supposed to be in sync. I know. We're wearing the same. I know, same hoodie today. 
I know. I got your text message this morning to wear it. And <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> this bear keeps falling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm getting constantly attacked Trails by the bear. consistently getting attacked by the bear rug. You like it. Just well, out of the that, corner that, of my that, eye, that, I see a bear's mouth. <laughs> that, that leads us right into the good. Yeah, that is the good. So the, the good part is Idaho allows you with a non-resident deer tag, mm. non-resident elk tag as well. You can downgrade it to a mountain lion, wolf, or black bear when you're out deer hunting. Which is super cool. Very, very I love cool. that. Yeah. I think I think more states should take advantage of that. It's awesome. I agree. Especially when they're wanting to manage some of these predators for yeah. whatever reasons. They're high populations. They know they can do that. They know they can sustain some opportunity harvest. Yeah. Basically, what is an opportunity harvest? You're just glassing up an animal and decide to burn your tag yeah. on something. And it's very, very cool. So halfway through... My Idaho hunt, I will say it was in Idaho because we're talking about it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> How are we supposed to talk about Idaho? <laughs> I mean, unless you shot that line in Colorado. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely didn't do that Then there. we got a problem. Yeah. Big but, problem. But, yeah, I ended <laughs> shot up. Shot in California. <laughs> this is like the uh, fourth camp I had moved in Idaho. I had a, had a, had a chance of a hunt before the storm, so there was no, no nasty weather. It was really high. Not seeing a lot of It was of hot. Oh, it was so hot. I was literally in my teepee with my sleeping bag rolled open the whole night. It was Sauna. So yeah, that's rough. <laughs> How high were you? Uh, was that like eight, five, I think, in that spot? And it's pretty not good high for, enough. Pretty good for Idaho. Can you it, get there's, not, there's not a lot of higher possible. Could, yeah, you, could you get higher than you know? I, I was at the top. Where you Idaho's kind of interesting with the with It the is weird. It's, it's interesting. And so I wasn't seeing a lot of big deer. I seen some small, small bucks, a bunch of does, shit tons of elk, just elk all over the place. You're an elk guy. <laughs> Did we'll you wish you had an elk tag? Uh, no. Come on. <laughs> You're lying. Did you see any bulls? I, I saw some small bulls, but mostly cows in, okay. in Idaho. Nothing big then. Nothing big, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, hunted, hunted really high there, moved camp one time there. And then I realized, well, this snowstorm's going to come because I was updating my inReach constantly. I always pay for the premium. Me too. In reach. It's a great. The, it is. You can get the hourly. You can get the extended days. Well worth. Well worth it. Well worth it. I'm it's still not so sure. so nice to ping that weather in. It's I'm so still nice. not sure if you do the premium, if it just takes one of your message away. Because premium, when I do the unlimited thing, so I don't have a message restriction at all. But I know if you do basic, it basically just uses one of your messages. Yeah. Yep. What inReach did you take? Did you buy a new inReach? I bought the new inReach. How was the, the How mini? was the service? Amazing. Is it's it so faster? much faster. <gasps> Mine is slow. It actually, so it actually slow. grabs more satellites, too, and the menu system is way easier to use. And I turn it on, and basically, before, I would always have to hold it to actually get satellites. Like, it had to be in my hand for some reason. The like, I always the, saw my friends who the had the update. Mini. Yeah, because yeah, I, I had the one? old Mini, not yeah. the Mini 2, the Mini regular yeah. one. And, like, some of my friends who had the newer one who had it in their backpack, and they're like, I'm like, what are you doing texting? They're like, oh, yeah, I have my inReach in my backpack. And yeah. I was, like, you bought the Mini 2 Plus, the new one. Yeah, Mini two. I did not buy the messenger. Oh, okay. Oh, you so the messenger is not the little brick. guy, the puck. Yeah, not the puck. Okay. I like the I like the Mini two because it has a menu system. It's and the I can one see I have more of the weather information. I can see the screen. Yep. Yeah. And I do like that more satellites and the and the, now it has a dedicated app with it, the Explorer app. Yeah. I leave mine hooked one, to the top part of my backpack. And mine's it's always on a bino harness. Yeah. And then because uh, like the old one had the EarthMate app, which yep. they basically disc discontinued it, but they're not going to update it anymore. So we're not going to support it. Yeah. Yeah. So and there's so something I, to this then. Yeah. So I got so I got the Mini Two instead of the upgraded one. The upgraded one just had came out like a week before the Messenger, yeah. but it's I just like that screen. I like how small it is and it's handy. So I was yeah. using that all the time. But it, the Mini Two is phenomenal. Damn it. Gotcha. So, so it's what am I going to do with the buy it? You got to buy a new one. Me you gotta too. Buy it. I'm still on the EarthMate Matt. Hey, me, me too. Do you have a loved one in your life? You can send a Christmas. <laughs> no, loved <laughs> no loved ones. Not that guy. SOS. <laughs> yep. Abby, 
the, be- the Abby, beautiful, I know, I know the, Abby listens to this. Yeah, the beautiful part about that is you can actually say, if you love me and want me to right, be safe, exactly. this is a present for both of us, actually. Yeah. Don't leave me out to dry. You can spin it. Yep. Yep. It's for the like hunt. That. It's like for that. the hunt. It's for the hunt. <laughs> it's not for me. It's, it's for, for you. The, it's, it's for, for you, so you know I'm safe. You. Yeah. And then, yeah, so then I moved. Uh, I knew the storm was coming. I was like, well, I can either stay here, outlast this storm in this spot, but I'm not already seeing bucks to begin with. So, like, I don't know if the storm's going to make this spot actually better and a bunch of snow in this area. So I bailed out of there. How many days? I was already in there for maybe four or five days. Not seeing shit. Amount. Not seeing shit. How many days is enough in your mind? We were talking about this mm-hmm. when you weren't here. How many days is enough? I like I like a morning, evening, and a morning to fully figure out a spot. I never based everything just on an evening because it yeah. seems like activity is always slow yep. in the evening. Mornings are always pretty good. If I know there's a giant in there, though, I will stay there longer. That's what we said. That's right on us. That's yep. good. To, mm-hmm. That's a good. Yep. That's good validity to that strategy. Yep. It's always hard to you. Know, sometimes it's go with your gut because, like, if you're there and you think everything's perfect, you see some deer numbers, you've seen some small that bucks. That gut feel. A lot intuition. of times you know you can go a little bit higher, but I'm at the top already and I'm still seeing dinks yeah, and not seeing yeah. anything giant. And, yes, it's hot, so they're in the timber. So I did do a little bit of, like, still hunting, trying to find some tracks in the timber, but, like, I still wasn't seeing what yeah. I wanted to do. Bailed out of there, went to a new spot. I knew that storm was coming in the evening. Hiked all the way up, started setting up my camp, starting to spit in snow. So I'm like, dude, i got to freaking make some – Get some firewood going. Yeah. Spent a ton of time cutting wood. That storm hits and basically dumps like 12 to 15 inches that night. That's a storm. That's, that's a, a good, good early, one. That's it was a good an early storm. storm. And, and basically I lost the next storm. full day of hunting because I tried glassing. You can only see 150 Super yards. windy too. Yeah. Was it windy? How windy was it for you? Oh, it was. <laughs> no, no yeah, kidding. I you were out I, yeah, there I was too, out there too. I, got, I was camping. Oh, that's right. You yeah, were. I was yeah, wondering, like, I what are you saying? <laughs> Super windy. I'm helping him build his story. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm, Trey. I'm Brady's hype man right here. Shut up. <laughs> trail was somewhere down the ridge. Not telling all me. This. Come on, Trail. Trail, oh, trail was watching Brady through binos. <laughs> Your tent looked like it was shattering. Yeah. Yeah. So the crazy thing about that storm was it was still so warm out, so all that snow was really wet and heavy. Oh, I don't like So that. I pitched my teepee. It's got that new, uh, the Dyneema mm-hmm. Cimarron. I had the carbon fiber pole. And I woke up at night once, and I was like, what's this heavy thing on the side of my face? Sagged in. Oh, the, 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 the snow was <laughs> sticking to the side. Even though I pitched it perfectly so it's a nice angle, the snow was stick, sticking to the side that it pulled my center pole down into the mud. So it made my teepee arc out on the side. So all the snow was just, <laughs> like right on yeah. me. And then for, so I had to go outside at like 1 in the morning and clear out all the snow around my teepee. And then for the next entire time of that night i had to constantly wake up every hour almost on the hour and hit the snow off my my teeth hit the sack it, yeah yeah you get the sack off your face <laughs> and then the next and the next day I, is I that what you guys were laughing yeah. at i knew There's you guys were laughing heavy at thing really on my heavy face. thing on my face and now i'm like well dude i need a, i need a freaking flat rock i need a flat rock to put underneath here so it stops sinking in the ground but now everything's freaking covered in snow and luckily i had a rock near my teepee where i was pounding in the stakes for and it was kind of flat so i found that finally by digging in the snow put that under the pole Put the pole back on top of it to make that teepee pitched out a little yeah. bit better, and then hunted there for. Did the snow burn off consistently every day? Yeah, it, we got opening openings in the evening. It would stop snowing, and but like it snowed constantly. Yeah. Did you think you were too high? No, no, because I was seeing I was seeing deer tracks everywhere. There, were, there was no joke. I was up on top of this buck nasty tracks ridge. or just deer buck tracks. Buck tracks. Oh, I found a one really good buck track, and I hunted him for quite a while. That'll get you. Never going, could never could sure. glass him up, and I was like, dude. He was on this one spot. I was like, at first I was like, dude, is that a mountain goat track? <laughs> I'm like, there's no, I don't think there's any mountain goats in my area. But he was literally on a knife ridge, just n- past my knee deep snow. He was yeah, walking right through that shit. Hmm. That We've was seen a some deer do track. Some, We've seen some deer do some. <laughs> that pretty was a mountain goat track. <laughs> We've seen some deer do some pretty wild shit. Yeah, on those symbols like cliff yeah, yeah. things. And so I had deer tracks up there, 
I was seeing a, a pile of elk at this spot. Just getting really pissed. I hate seeing elk on deer hunting. Just <laughs> absolutely hate it. There's part of you that likes it, right? I mean, you're, you're seeing animals. You're, you're seeing something. It's enjoyable to see animals. When I am. You, a, when you, you know see, me, I love you, watching birds and all that you've shit. You've never like, looked at an elk and been pissed. You've been like, I don't oh, know. Brady I, does get pretty pissed. I <laughs> Brady gets fired up. <laughs> like, I don't. You, you feel a warm hug when you see one. But I don't like. I don't do. like seeing them in yeah. the same area. Of deer. They don't like obviously out compete each other but i don't think they enjoy each other you know they're not they're not best buds they're not best buds not. Valid. I, think so. not I, w- I, I would agree with that that's valid yeah, so like i, I see elk i don't all, think they intermingle very well and the thing i part i hate too about seeing elk because i always know there's going to be some freaking elk hunters nearby that's, i did, I did not see any of that strip though <laughs> but i know in the back of my mind there's going to be some hunters that are going to come in and hunt it they're going to blow through all my deer yep. and spook them that's all the out. colorado special I'm, yeah. yeah oh yeah my experience in colorado if you if you're seeing elk where you're trying to hunt deer, you're going to be crushed with people. Now the flip side of that though is, I've been involved in a couple different experiences where the elk hunters are awesome mm-hmm. and they're Inf- very intel. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. very willing to to talk. If you, I mean, obviously, I have mm-hmm. been in the past too of explaining you know where we've seen elk because I want them to go and they want me to go. Right. So like yeah. it's it's very favorable and and you know transferring knowledge to each other elk hunters seem to be much more kind and the, i've yeah, been deer a, hunters are assholes <laughs> well they're just they're <laughs> introverts and secretive yeah. right the the elk, i've those. been involved in two out of my 10 years in colorado i've had two years where the elk hunters were the reasons why we killed good tip you're yeah. welcome brady that's why i was supposed hi. to see something <laughs> because friend. i, I really tip. wanted to meet a hunter because like hey have you guys seen deer i've seen a bunch of elk like let's let's trade some info here but that's the thing too I wanted like to discuss too. Like the whole reason this Idaho system changed is because everyone says there's people all over the place, non-residents everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't run into a single hunter in Idaho in so long. Like I, don't last how, year, I don't know how last valid year I did we can take guys. this. I don't Sounds know how like about. you're not a very good spot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's why, because no one else there. Yeah. I mean you're you're always in good spots because you do so much research, but there's very few people that willing. Go, right, yeah. yeah. So, especially camp, you know, camping and that especially kind of camping. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, very exactly. few people that are going to back, back, back exactly. hunt. And stay, Brady, stay Brady, out in it. you've got a insane knack for finding places. I just like to be by myself. Yeah. I know you could kill deer closer. I know you could see some more deer, but I like the experience I get when I go as far in as possible and hunt deer how I want. I can hunt understand deer. that. Fully understand that. And that's right. why. That's why I, I know, there's, know there's definitely deer other places, yeah. but it's just like I love that adventure style. I love the struggle. I love yeah. waking up at night with the snow. My water's freezing. My beard's just full of ice every single day. He does love that. <laughs> I've, like seen, I think it just, I've seen it first. It just brings me. I, I, I think I was born 200 years too late. <laughs> I would. Agree. I would love sure. to be a mountain man in the cabin. I would agree. Yeah. I don't know your body day. fat composition. I don't know if you'd make you it. You might struggle. Back in those you watched alone. You You're dead. <laughs> yeah. You, my friend. You need to. Yeah. So then I was up. <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. So I was up there for a few days, and I was also getting frustrated too because I'd go out and make these tracks in the snow. In glassy's basins, not seeing anything, and I'd come back on that same track line, and there'd be freaking deer tracks on my tracks. Like they'd be using my tracks to, to, to like navigate. I'm like, where the frick were these? Like, should I just sit in my camp and just glass the ridge line? Like, yeah. that? so I wasn't seeing what I want to see. So I'm like, dude, it's gonna snow again. I need to move locations. All I'm seeing is elk up here. There's a few deer tracks, but I'm not just seeing them. So why waste more time up here? And I got a way up on top. I glassed all the way across the space. I was like, dude, that train over there looks really good. Jumped on Go Hunt Maps. Sort of like making a plan a little bit and marking waypoints from where I'm at right now. So I can reference it all the way across. Like, dude, yeah. that basin looks great. So I was marking those spots. And that's yeah. why I really like switching over to like topo because I have a yes. hard time seeing satellite imagery sometimes, like seeing all the ridge lines and everything, but I it is over tough. topo. It's really tough. And I would able to drop the reference mm-hmm. point. So I knew where I wanted to go. I was like, all right, those are the spots. 
I didn't want to waste the day hunting, so I packed up camp in the dark, hiked all the way out in the dark, relocated my area in the dark in my truck, got to the area, relocated or reloaded up all the food I needed for this next journey, and started hiking up the trail in the morning. How many days were you planning on? However many days I had it another, took, or did you have a another set? six more days I had planned. So you had a pl- you were going all six days in yep. that spot, in no matter spot. what. Yep. And so I started hiking up this trail. Started getting off the trail, getting way up in the in the mountain, started glassing all those little finger ridges. And as I was going up, I was seeing some big, big tracks and some little tracks. Like maybe there's some, you know, bucks following some does. But there was a one big track that I saw I put my hand next to it. It was like almost the same size. It wasn't really rounded at the top on his on his hoofs yet. So it was maybe like a little younger deer, but it definitely looked like a buck track. So I'm like, dude, I'm going to be in bucks. This is going to be awesome. I've seen tons of tracks going in on this oh, fresh Oh, the now. age old, I'm getting into them. Thought. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this spot. Hail as old as time. And I'm th- back. <laughs> and this spot too right away was like a little bit lower. So it wasn't as much snow in this spot, but I was going to be getting back up in the snow and there's going to be another snowstorm coming that evening. Yeah. So like, all right, I'm going to get up here. I'm seeing some tracks in the dirt. They're starting to get some tracks in the snow. Glassy's knobs, saw some small doe or just a little bit of does. Get up on my second glassing knob in the morning. Just start glassing a little bit. I like literally it's one of those times again where I sit down. I'm only glassing for five minutes. I'm like, boom, there's there's an animal. I love those. And it's almost those like one of those best. things too. Like nice. I've done it before. Where you like you throw your binos on, you look through the first time. There's an animal right there. That's well, like the best to, feeling. It's in the like world. you look to for focus and just just general like situation. Yeah. It, it, not even and you put it in. You're like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And you, you thought you were in the honey hole then, didn't you? Yeah, because I started seeing deer, and all of a sudden, boom, see a, see a brown object. But it's a brown object on a rock on a boulder. Sasquatch. And then it's like I was like. I didn't, I didn't click in my head at you first. I'm like, yeah, it's not so deep. I've always wanted to see one. But I don't I think they exist. <laughs> they, don't, they don't exist. There's no way. But uh, it's on this boulder, and also I'm like, dude, that's a freaking mountain lion. Literally, like, how do you expect to see a mountain? I'm like, did it take a second to register? It totally did. I was like, I didn't know what that was yeah. at first. It was brown object. The ones I've seen before that I've glassed up, it's take because you don't expect to see them. Yeah, you, you, never, you never see yeah. them ever. Same with the yeah. bobcat. I've glassed up bobcats before. Same thing. You, yeah. you look at it and you're like wait yep. what, what is that it mm-hmm. kind of takes a second yep i was coos hunting in arizona a long time ago it's the one time i've glassed up just purely right in the sunlight on a rock very similar and it took me a while to process like yeah what you're saying arizona you got you know you got a bunch of weird stuff down south <laughs> and it, you know it's like what the what yeah what? and it like took a second why are they always on top of a rock what are they doing up there just better vantage point just well, it's like he was saying he like he not to Encroach yeah. on your story here by any means, but he was saying like he's on a rock. When he jumps off, what do the like? What do they do? He's Literally. not going to feed. Yeah. That's, so that's, like, my, that's my whole process. Is, he, is, his, is the cat going to leave this? Like where the cat was on the was boulder. Was it a big rock? Yeah, it was a big boulder. Yeah, it's just like you, man. If you're going to go stalk a deer, you're going to go up in glass. Uh, you yeah, find a big, right. a big, a big ledge to perch yourself on. And so the gr- the great part about this is, and I'll probably get flagged for it or whatever, but like I practice shooting my gun all year. Everyone knows that. I love. We my talked gun. about it. I love. Dialing my my loads, shooting long distance practice so I can shoot closer, but I know I'm capable launching a bomb if I need to. Fully fully understand everything that's going to happen if I pull that trigger. I know. So you're saying this is a far shot. This is a far shot. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw the lion, on a, was there? On a relatively small animal. So yeah. when, you, when you saw this lion, was there, was there internal debate? Did you think about like, oh, should I shoot it? Should I not shoot it? Well, well, what's the thought process? The thing I like that I will explain as well, I did have two deer tags. Okay. I picked up picked up my tag December first, and I picked up my second tag in the same unit. Another huge benefit of Idaho. Idaho, so, you can get two so at that point, it's a no-brainer. The downgrade is And I do have two wolf tags already in my pocket. I still have one bear tag left this year, but I knew I still had another deer tag left. So it's an absolute no-brainer. I'm shooting this line. 
like I've glassed up four or five lions in my day and seen some at night, but like this is the first time I had I see a lion and I have an opportunity to kill it. You have a tag in your pocket. And I have a tag in my pocket. So yeah. I can downgrade that to a mountain lion. So I see this thing, it's sitting on the boulder, but there's a bunch of brush right in the way. So I'm setting up the spotter and I use that new ATC Swaro. Yep. Thing's so cool. I got a, luckily Swaro let me borrow it. I did have to we'll return see how it. much people love me in my family when I send over my Christmas list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got, so I was. Send that one to Neville's girlfriend yeah. also. So I start, start setting the spotter up and there's a bunch of, there's a burnt tree right in front of that line, a bunch of branches coming out blocked on that rock. And I'm like, dude, that'd be so sick to shoot that line on that rock right now. But then like you're saying, I'm like, what the frick does a lion do when it leaves a rock? It's not going to go and start feeding on this vegetation give me a ton of time it's yeah. probably sitting there looking at a rabbit maybe there's something down below it's going to go hunt and I'm like maybe it's going to go climb a freaking tree like i don't know like what a catch uh, they're do? always moving when i see yeah. them yeah they're either, they're either laying on a rock or they're moving i've and, glassed and, and, them moving but the one in arizona is the only time i've seen it like not moving so it took a second because it's you know sitting chest mm-hmm. facing me i'm like what is that because every time you see you can see the tails you know oh, it's yeah. like yeah. different when you see them moving and it's not as like jarring to see him moving and being sneaky mm-hmm. when you see him just like there on a yeah. rock and then you're trying to figure out how to shoot it he when he was telling me that i'm like that's a good point like what do they do yeah. he, he's not going to jump down and start feeding yeah. and, and i always heard too say. like you see yeah. a liner you see a liner in the day they're hunting right like they're probably act, like otherwise they'd be chilling waiting for night to actually hunt so maybe they're in the process of hunting something like this lion was like looking around down on the brush and stuff like that I'm just getting set up. I'm on my gun, not doing anything, still on the rock. I'm moving back to my spotter to make sure everything's good. And then finally this thing hops off the rock and starts taking a few steps over. I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to happen. Went over back to my spotter, click record on the digiscope because I'm solo. You know, yeah. I'm trying to do this all by myself. Get on the gun. This cat moves a little bit, stops. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. Had the range totally dialed. Already had the wind dialed. And I don't know if Are you, you prone? Yeah, laying down. I'm laying in the snow, just absolutely frozen. I took my little uh, stealthy hunter glassing pad, trying to put it underneath me a little bit. My legs are just, I'm shaking. Are you because I'm, gun on a bipod? Yep, rear gun on a bipod. Su- rear, support? Rear, rear support, rugged ridge rear support on okay. there. I have uh, my two-round ammo holder on the side. I got my 10 rounds laying right there next to me just in case I, for them, I don't need something. But that's, this is always what I do. I have ammo the there, process, ammo there. That's what we spoke to last time, too. It's like, like when you have your process, your ducks that's what makes that shot I, easier to carry out. And I know I only need one shot, but it's like, I want the round sitting next to me as yeah, well. This is what this is what I do because like, once I get in position, I always put the ammo in my pocket. And I'll take that ammo wallet out, yep. the going ammo wallet. I always get made fun of comparing it to golf, but it's you want the good thoughts in your mind. Yep. You don't ever want to have a thought in your mind like, oh, I don't have anything next to me. Yep. You want all those calm thoughts that everything's do you good. Do, do you do it as well where you take your binos out and you lay your binos next to you? I yep. take I take my binos chest. off. Yep, completely yeah. off and put them back. Because sometimes when you're laying down, that bino yes, harsh kind of gets every in the way. Time. So I have my binos out and my rangefinder out. I was just clicking the range, making sure it dialed what I need to do. It was a, it was a poke. Was I don't you, how say, far. When you seven oh six. Yeah, seven oh six. That's not far for you. No, <laughs> and it's three hundred rum, and I know it's thing just crushes. It crushes Here's everything. The thing. At. You can't you can't define like if you can't define the, like how far is too far. Yeah. Because it's different for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So like, that's not far for you. No, and and, and the thing is too like. Uh, that's why everyone's like, why do you carry a 14-pound rifle? Well, because I trust it. I trust it when I lay that gun down. It's so steady. Everything's just perfect. All my loads are perfect that I know when I get behind that gun, I am ice cold, and that animal is literally dead right there before <laughs> I even do anything. You got the that proof. That sounded nice. pretty icy. It, uh, well, he's got, he's got the proof because he's shown me the kill shot today. <laughs> yeah, it, I saw it too. So there, like, you can't argue. Oh, yeah. You can hate on guys who, can, who shoot really far and practice all year, but they're just honing their craft a little bit differently. You could hone your craft by being the best horseman, 
by being the best person stalking, but I want more tools in my toolkit. So this is just another way that I know I will kill an animal by being very proficient with the rifle, that no matter what distance, as long as I know the the wind's the hardest part, but I know when I lay down, I'm going to kill that animal. And so I knew that this cat is dead. Yep. And I have a perfect opportunity. So it starts walking over a little bit. I'm on my gun. Just everything's just calm. I look at my finger position. All this stuff's perfect. Bubble's perfect. Cat stops. Squeeze the trigger off. I did actually remember to put my earplugs in this time, which I'm very proud That's of. Good. I usually always forget that. Because in the heat of the moment, sense. I was grabbing everything out, and I was yeah. like, dude, there's my, there's my earplugs. I'll put them on. And Brady and I, can't hear if I can't hear wondering. Yeah. Because I have shot my gun too much without it. Yes. And like even yesterday, Neville, when you were in my truck, I was like, you were always like, hey, let's go here to eat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? That's, what? That's the first thing that comes out of his mouth every time I talk to him. And we were, we were watching uh, the new uh, <laughs> Game, of, Game of Thrones, A House of what? Dragon, last night. And you guys I'm were? Like, yeah, yeah, we're chill. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> These guys. And, you, guys and, were we're nerd, you guys were nerd now last we night. We even out with each other. And, we're and, riding and I'm each like, other's <laughs> dragons. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Neville, you notice I have the captions on. He's like, yeah, I know you're deaf. I have the closed captions on. They are hard. Oh, it's that bad already? Snap. For real? It's legitimately well, you also have closed captions? You also have all those accents. You know, Do you like have tinnitus? Where your ears ring, ring constantly? All the time? They ring when I'm out in the field. I can, but it's I, really calm. I can hear them ring. I have tinnitus. Like okay. full Can we fix that? So there's uh, there's a couple people You're working screwed. on there's a couple people working on uh, cures for it because it's essentially a disease I guess tinnitus is, is how it would be mm. defined I don't know if you guys know you about guys that. got diseases like Meniere's disease <laughs> and tinnitus <laughs> it's it's brought on by by constant um, like degradation of your middle ear mm-hmm. and so uh, I don't know I mean I would imagine all the other shit I used to do when I was young is why I have it yep. but that's why I I can hear decently well but my tinnitus is <laughs> through the roof yep. like. I just constantly hear ringing. So, yeah, I'm glad I have my ear protection. And I'm on the gun, getting ready to pull, pull the trigger, like I said, or press the trigger. And uh, I'm not looking pull. at the – um, Not pull. Not pull. You're pressing. Press pressing like Wait, what? He, so, you hear so, him? He said he's like, I'm getting ready to pull the trigger. I mean, I press the trigger. Yeah. So, so like, when, like the way you, you shoot – You don't pull a trigger anymore? No. The way, you shoot a, way you're supposed to shoot a rifle is it's basically like, you know, you're typing on your keyboard. You're just, like, tapping the little buttons. Yeah. It's that same same pressure <laughs> when you're yeah. – it's on the trigger. That's why I should really like trigger because I can just I can just feel everything. Yeah. That's offensive. You can't say pull. You know, like back in the, the what's the movie? Was it Platoon or when the sniper ones were like carving their <laughs> carving their finger a little bit Saving to make more sensitive? Right. Like yeah. I've always thought I wanted to want to do that. Just like feel the trigger. I dude. don't doubt you would do that. I honestly, I'm actually surprised you haven't done that. Yeah, what do you do to your finger? Be more dedicated. Shave take, take, a little, take a knife finger. and like shave your finger a little bit so it's more sensitive. You know how so you that, can feel that you know you can feel that the pain outer of layer of your Wouldn't skin. Wouldn't that just build up a callus and make it more? Right, right, right. Before you're gonna do it, maybe like just take a little knife. Right oh, you just do right it. then. So you, right then. You, you get out of the gun. You cut the end of your finger. Get in the gun. Pull the trigger. I mean, yeah. press the trigger. Press the trigger. Press. It's offensive. Press. Pull. Yeah. And so I had my hand. I wasn't aware of this. So I had hand position perfectly. Pull the pull the light pressure into my shoulder. I noticed the. <laughs> I noticed the brush right where the mountain line was was going a little bit more left to right than I thought it was. So I gave it a little more MOA. I gave it, I think it was like two and a quarter MOA to the left at that distance. So it's like 14 inches. Hmm. Um, sent, sent, the, sent the round, instantly heard it impact. And through my scope, that's another reason why I like a heavy gun. Doesn't move. Doesn't, doesn't move. move. I literally watched that bullet vapor trail hit that cat. By I think myself. that's the most valid thing for a heavy gun. So I'm, by, I'm solo, so this is all important. That's why I also did scope too, so I know everything that's going on. And uh, saw the ass. cat roll. Didn't know exactly what happened, but I saw him roll out of the screen. Instantly jump up. I'm just freaking just shaking like a leaf. Like I'm so. It excited is pretty at this cool point. for an opportunity lion yeah, kill. That cool. That's really awesome. Like, never thought this would happen. I wonder how many self-filmed opportunity <laughs> lion kills are out there. And it's pretty wild. Like should we saying, roll the tape on this right now? 
We give us. We the should. Footage? We should put this in we the podcast. Yeah, we're we're gonna roll the. We're gonna roll the kill footage. Roll, roll okay. tape. And, and the and the cool thing is, I guarantee. Check the tape. It, <laughs> check the tape. I guarantee it. I'm the first person ever to record a mountain lion kill with the Swaro ATC 17 to 40 sparring scope. <laughs> that is true. Write that down. How many other opportunistic lions have been killed already this year with a rifle that's not been going with dogs? How many people have that scope in the first place? There's like none. Yeah. How many? Yeah, and I was very <laughs> fortunate. I'll say I did Brady. borrow it. I borrowed it. I had, a, I had to mail it back. Hey, there's but benefits of being Swaro Dealer of the Year. That's right. Yeah. There's big benefits to that. Go on. That a baby, Cody Nelson. Yeah. That a baby, Cody Nelson. So you need a battery change? One second, Brady. Okay. We're out of battery on that. Deep camera. breath. And break. Deep breath here. We still got audio, though, right? Yeah, we still got audio. We just got no footage for a second. Gotta have is this the point especially if we're going to check the tape This here. is the point in the YouTube podcast where this, this is where we're gonna, This is where we're going to roll yeah. the, the footage of the mountain line. It took quite Ooh, a. That's a good idea. It, it took quite a, quite a tumble. So if you're watching right now, Brady's probably setting up the mountain lines. Yep. Walking. I will. I mean, proof's in the pudding, man. Like, it, and it's, it's really there. cool too because it's very crisp footage. So I had the spotter zoomed out because I just wanted to make sure. I didn't know if I was going to lay down and that mountain line was going to move, and I had like relocate. I wanted to not jump back to the spotter, so I had the spotter zoomed out. Yeah. But the cool thing with the spotter zoomed out is you can literally see that vapor trail the whole entire way to impact that it, cap. And it's awesome. It's it pretty is cool. cool. Did and you then, guys see it? You yeah. guys seen it? Oh, yeah. It's, and then so after, awesome. I, after I hit it. That thing tumbles hard. hard. It I think it how jumps. How about how powerful? Yeah, it's the first it, I think jump. It, it like rolls so and it's just like powerful. The jumping. first jump, like, you know, mule kick on yeah. elk and deer. Yeah. This is a mule kick, like. Off the ground. <laughs> times 10. Like, yeah. this is. It, I mean, I don't know. How far do you guys think, like, legitimately, how far he jumped on that first, like, big leap? That had to be 20 feet yeah. plus. Had yeah. to be. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've hunted a lion one time, and the first arrow I shot it, that thing came out of a probably 50, 60 foot up in a big dug fir. It made maybe three strides down the tree and full on leaped. I mean, I bet it leaped from 30 foot, 30 foot plus. Like and landed in, perfect. incredible, yeah, and then and then took off, you know, and then it, it ended up dying. But like, incredibly athletic animals. Yeah. Oh yeah, unbelievable. I had one when I was I was driving Highway 14 up to Panguitch, and like right at last light, I had one jump on top of the on top of the highway, and mm -hmm. you know how that the other the side, mm -hmm. the that big deep berm, jumped in front of me and then leaped off that side. I mean, I don't I don't know. I was driving for the exact, but like all I remember in my head is like. How the fuck did that thing land that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a cool animal. Mm -hmm. so, so then uh, I just basically jumped up, went over the spotter, reviewed it, viewed the footage, and I was like, check tape. Check I killed tape. a lion. Yeah. And, like, I zoomed in on it, and I was like, you – there's no way I could have placed that bullet any more perfect. Right behind the, the All shoulder. All cosine on that. Agreed. Yeah. And, then, and the great thing, too, again, it's like it comes back to the heavy rifle and the system I love to use – like I shoot now a 300 rum before I was shooting a 300 wind mag. That bullet can buck that wind perfectly, and it was. And I dialed it too, but like I, I knew everything was going to be perfect at that distance. Yeah. Like I'm Wait. not going to, I'm not going to wound that line. I'm going to kill it. Yeah. Like no joke, <laughs> it's going to die. But, but you know what? <laughs> what if it was what? with a 6.5? <laughs> so so no, quick not. quick tangent here. We were talking about <laughs> calibers last podcast. Trail had a couple comments. I had a couple comments because we said and agreed you know six five two eighty four all this stuff like calibers work when you shoot animals well right yep. like that when you shoot them well calibers work we have nothing against six fives mm -hmm. six five two eighty four saw my brother tip over a bullet 600 plus like i mean 
dead in his tracks, flipped over backwards. Like but I, I, I want to know why people hate the Creed more. Yeah, why do, why what, do people hate the 6.5? And you, you are anti-small gun. Anti, big time. Why? <laughs> I, there's no replacement for displacement. Would you, would you like, I again, mean, I want to kill well, something. now you sound smarter than me saying something like that when I asked you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you just said. Give me no that. More, more pop, like, like, when you, when you, if you're going to sit there and have a drag race, you want to have the biggest fucking engine possible, right? <laughs> you want the most power. Yes. Most, you want to get there as fast as you can rather than a guy who's maybe starts slow and goes faster. You want, the, want, you want the power the whole way through. I want to be able to buck all the wind and hit an animal. And hunting is not perfect. There's Never times is. when, yeah, you can hit that. If you have a 6.5 and you're shooting an elk, you hit it perfectly, it's going to die. I can take a 22 and kill an elk if it was a perfect shot, super close for opportunity. But what that thing takes a step, and I miss by a little bit. Even if it's a close shot, I'm talking 300 yards, and just a little bit, and that animal runs away because I shot a low caliber and broke a leg. But if I shot a 300 rum yep. and hit that thing in the leg, it's going to fall down. I want to get another shot on it. True. I am going to kill it rather than it goes in the timber, and I'm not going to be able to find it and just – like I said, hunting is not perfect, and there could be something in the way. Famous or saying about filming a hunt, this shit ain't Hollywood. You yeah. can't make it the way you want it. It just happens <laughs> the way it is. It's the same thing, too. You think about But here's, here's the downside to that, though. You are Brady Miller. Spend tons of time. I wish you right. The world would be a better place if everybody would spend as much time at their craft as what Brady does, right? No no denying, denying that. Not a lot of people are fortunate enough to be able to do that, yep, right? 100%. Other obligations, um, not as easy for them to, to do all this stuff. Trying to get components to reload is impossible. Yes, and, and, you know, there's just other factors in other people's lives. They don't work for a hunting company, for yep. one, for starters. For two, families. For three, you know, who knows what else they have. Maybe they live like, you know, Vegas is a city, but it is so easy to get out of the city here. It's yep. really not a true not a true city. Mm-hmm. So what we were talking about is like his son. Scared of the gun. Yeah, scared yeah. of my 28 nozzler. You know, doesn't shoot that gun accurately at yep. all. And that's, that's where it's great. That's, that's what I would say. Death of it. That's what I would say too. Weenie. The, the, the <laughs> you, to- oh, you need to Oh, buddy. Snap. Oh, buddy. You need I'm to toughen you guys up. You and Lando can have a wrestling match. You need to toughen him up. I know somebody. I'm tell him hey, you said that. Next podcast. <laughs> next podcast. <laughs> Landon. Next podcast. Get in here, I will. I will. Lando. We will go to the UFC PI. I will make a call, and we <laughs> will get into the PI. I'm putting money on Lando. Cage. Let's go. We got to do that. This is brilliant. We just have boxing We're matches. making content inside content <laughs> yes. right now. And that, I wouldn't a, take that one down. <laughs> and that's a totally valid point, and I totally would I, I would agree with the statement fully, but that's also where my heavy rifle comes into play. Like, if yeah. he shot my gun, it's mm-hmm. no different than shooting if something there, else. There, and, I have, and I have a nasty break on my gun where it does suck if you have a friend or you're on a guided hunt. And like it would be painful for a guy who does not have ear protections next to you because it's going to rock your ears. Mm-hmm. Or you go to a shooting range, you have a metal overhang. It, people get pissed off when you shoot big, giant breaks. But I shoot them because then it tames all, tames all that rifle down, tames that recoil. That, that recoil is coming directly back at my body. My body's absorbing it all, but the weight is also absorbing it too. And I, I will sit there too and dig my bipod and dig that rear rest in, make sure everything's stable. So the point where I could literally probably walk up behind my rifle and just tap the, tap the trigger and kill an animal still as long as it's on it. Because that's, like, again, that's you spending time in that, Yeah, right? but like if, so, you, if you put a big nasty break on your gun and tamed it down a little bit, I bet it would be a little more shooting. But it's still, it comes it's, down a pre, to, it's a preconceived, It you know, is. Like if you, if you I'm got a weenie for always comparing shit to golf. I get it. But it's like it's the it, you, you can't have a negative thought in your mind before you make mm-hmm. the shot. And mm-hmm. if you hand somebody a gun just by the name itself, yep, they're scared of this it. is a three and it's 14 pounds and it's yep. and it's a 300 mag or, you know, like these yeah. words, words carry weight. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like these, you know, 
hunters who don't get to do it a lot there there is a there is a give and take to comfort with the gun yep. as far as the no replacement for displacement as brady yeah. miller yeah. is <laughs> famous for saying be right like Put there, there a is a and yeah. this is why personally why i support the smaller calibers is because right understanding that not everybody you know and it it's just that preconceived thoughts you can't yep. have any negative thought in your mind before you pull the trigger yep. and that's where it comes down to like long range shooting is immoral all that stuff no what's immoral is if you have negative thoughts in your mind and you still take the shot that's yep. how mm. i define as that is 100%. that's past your limit if you have a negative thought in your mind before you're pulling that trigger pressing pressing, pressing. that trigger yeah if you're thinking pressing, may, maybe i'll make this shot maybe, that's yep. maybe this is gonna that's work immoral. maybe there's yeah. a chance that the, yep. this will hit where that I is immoral should. And that yep. is that if is. If you get on a gun and you are scared of it, and you're scared you're going to get scope eye, I've heard people do that before, and it's like all those thoughts, like you're saying, are yeah. rolling through your head, and it's making that situation uncomfortable. Yep. And then your breathing's going to increase, and you're going to start to get worried yep. about it. And then you're like, you're second guessing yourself, like yep. I'm going to pull this trigger, I'm not going to see it, I don't know if I'm going to hit it because you're scared of the gun. And you're scared of the gun, you shouldn't shoot a gun, big gun like that. Correct, and that's that's. So that's what, what we we're saying. saying. Yeah. And it's, it's That's also why too. We it's, win. It's also too. Like, so we win. We win. We I th- I'm win. pretty sure we just Brady. won that argument. Here, here we go with another argument, though. Like when you're waterfall hunting, do you shoot a do you shoot a 20 gauge hey, of, listen, of geese? Listen, now we're now we're splitting hairs. Come do you shoot, on. A, do you shoot a 20 <laughs> gauge of geese, or you can shoot a 12 gauge, or you're going on a big goose hunt, you're going to bring a 10 gauge because you because <sighs> you want to kill that thing. There's, yeah. there's no you can't kill it more dead than dead. So might as well. Yeah, but we already won. We already won. But we already won. Have you we ever are, been scared of shooting a gun? No. Like, the, look, of the it, recoil? That's no. easy to... It's, it's our, the, the bullet's already gone It's so by the time easy to sit that. here and, and say that. It's so easy to Just say. Just go shoot one, then you'd be like, that wasn't that bad. Okay, but that takes time and effort and practice, and not a lot of people have the time to go dedicate to getting comfortable behind a gun. And it's where... Uh, it's my... I am... I think it's more talking about I am very hard-headed. being scared of a gun. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? It I am, doesn't even course. kick what's, that bad. What's the worst that's going to happen? It, it's, but it all comes down to the person. Right. Like I am very stubborn and very set in my ways when I truly believe something. And like that's that's where my head's at. Is if you have negative thoughts when you grab that gun, that is not your gun. Yeah. Go get a different one. It doesn't matter if, whether you don't like the noise, whether you don't like the weight, whatever it is. If you have a negative thought when you're behind the gun, don't shoot it. And and even too, I'll throw something in there. Like if I was the type of person who was maybe against long range shooting, long range hunting, whatever it is, and limit myself to 300 yards, and maybe. But oh, here's so the thing: you can't define long-range hunting. Why is the yeah. why is the definition of long-range hunting 300? But, e- but even if I was like a person like is, wanted to shoot, is like that a two- the definition? I I don't believe it. I is. don't think there's. But, e- but even you if can't I can't define it, I believe long-range hunting is if you have a negative thought in your head that maybe I'll hit it at this range, maybe. Whether it's 200 or that's too far. That, that is, you are now in long range, which should be practice only, mm-hmm. right? Like you were in that range. If you like you, it's 704, six, 706. Which, 706. That's not long range. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can't define it as that when... And, and like I said, even if you're shooting something close and you're going to shoot a 243, 6.5 Creed more, and maybe it's a hunt of a lifetime for you, you've literally saved up your entire life savings to do this, your vacation, everything. Why leave it up to chance by shooting something that might not knock that animal down? Because, again, it's hunting. You never know what's going to happen. I don't want to shoot a 6.5 Creed Because you might not more. hit him in the first place if you don't like if the If you gun. don't. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. the point. That's the point. We win. We win. We I just want I like forgiveness, Brady. I'm with you. Yeah. It's like it's like this it's like the same thing when I The more forgiving the better. Yeah. Is this cause you guys watched what was it last night together? Game of Thrones. In, in Spoon? They were riding each other's dragons. So <laughs> now they're on each other's shooting cannons. <laughs> <laughs> but I I just think there's just there's a, it's a nice thing again, we come back to like we talked about with Cody Nelson, we have choices in hunting. You can shoot what you want to shoot, you can become comfortable what you want comfortable if you have the time to do yeah. it. 
but to me, I owe it to that animal to literally kill it as fast as I can. I Absolutely. Hate, I freaking hate hitting an animal and not killing it and not I knocking it down. It literally more. breaks me apart to do. That's why losing that archery deer like destroyed me. Yeah. And so like if I shoot a big gun, it's going to literally knock that thing down because of the shot, because of the perfect shot. Yeah. And I know it's not going to get away where I, if I hit it, it's going to fall down. I'm going to get another second shot on it. I do. I and do. I, and I will, I will do it animal justice. I do agree I do. with you that you should work your way up as you can. Yeah. As mm. you can. It's a good point. You should work your way up to, you know, it's when you can't define something, it's very hard to put a number on it. Yep. You can't define like exactly what it is. I don't think anybody can, right? Like there's a lot of big guns that do great things, but like you should work your way up to a responsible define whatever the fuck that is. 50 cal. Yeah, right? Like yes. it's so rifle. hard to put a number on it, but yes, you should, you know, and it, I think to, you know, not having kids, right? Like you, you have high levels of experience with kids. Mm-hmm. I do with my cousins. I have my son himself. So like you start to think through these things about working them up. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's where I think that comes in. Yep. So you just take the gun that gives you good thoughts. Yep. But I do, you know, I, I working it, your way up is a good way to look at it. I think it goes into, because just like what my dad always taught us when we were younger, like we instantly started on something smaller, but we jumped to 300 wind mags instantly. Like my yep. whole family hunting whitetails in Minnesota, they shoot 300 wind mags. Yeah. That might be considered overkill, but again, you can't, my it's, aunt, it's just I actually, what the, to your son story, it just popped in my mind. My aunt Betsy mm-hmm. drew a Henry Mountains deer tag. I, what year was that? That was a long time it's ago. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. God, that was a long time. Long ago. time. Anyways, she's not a hunter, right? But my my uncle would apply her because why not? If you're a Utah mm-hmm. resident for the best of the best, and just get a chance to hunt it whenever you can, whether it's you, your kid, your wife, who cares? His my aunt Betsy ended up drawing the tag, and she was not comfortable with the bigger guns. And so they gave her the one she was comfortable with, ended up killing a giant, an unbelievable deer. Yep. It's the Henry's. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's the comfort. It is. It just mm-hmm. popped in my mind. And, and then one more thing too, about big guns. A lot of people will say like, well, you're going to ruin a bunch of meat. Well, again, it becomes down to how proficient are you with that weapon? Because I know with my rum, if I shoot something in the shoulder, I'm going to destroy a shit ton of meat. But I know I can just hold off the shoulder then, and I will not ruin meat. So it's also going to have the shot placement. So you shoot a big giant gun, big bullet, and you worry like, oh, the bigger gun you shoot, you're going to ruin more meat. Just don't hold on the shoulder and make sure you're I think dis- the distance where it comes into. Because I was hear people like, oh, you're going to ruin all the meat. It's like, no, I don't. I hit I, it where I want. I hit it where I want to hit it because I practice all the time to ensure I hit it. And yes, I do have some technology tools. I have a great Vortex rifle scope that. Like literally tracks perfectly. I know exactly where it's gonna shoot. I have an awesome rangefinder. Shameless plug. I caught that. Freaking love love that scope. You got a vortex shirt on today. Oh yeah, I do. Shameless plug. But like, look anybody. Again, it comes down to if you're gonna hunt with a rifle in a mountain situation and you don't have the time to do it, literally find time to go dedicate to this. Stop doing going on a fishing trip on a Saturday, maybe shoot a couple more because rifles, I think get a bad rap too, because people think they sight it in yeah. and go hunting and maybe shoot three or five bullets before they go out and they're dialed. But it's like archers are dedicated all year. If you're an, if you're well, a person, archery is harder. <laughs> if you just take the same mentality you would and, the bow and practice all year with it and don't Our, pick up your rifle a week before. Well, here's, here's where it's, it's my old, my old football days here. Traffic practice does not make perfect perfect practice makes perfect yep. right so like you can't just go out there and wing shots and sight it in and it's perfect practice it makes perfect you know sometimes i go to the range i shoot one round 
Right. That's perfect practice. Because you're, like I know everything was well, dialed, you're dialed to that one. point, right? Yeah. That's perfect practice. And even even going out there too, like a rifle hunter sometimes will go out and shoot on perfectly calm days only. I sometimes go out in the desert when it's freaking windy. You should. Because I want to know I want to know what my bullet's going to do at all these distances yeah. in the wind, and I want to then trust the rangefinder and trust my Kestrel wind meter that that data I'm collecting is quality data because garbage in is garbage out. Yes. And you'll, you know me all the time when I go to the range. I have a notebook for every single gun I shoot. I track every single round. You do. All the temperature of I while I'm shooting it. I thought you were just it. journaling all If the, the time. world was full of Brady's, we yeah. this would be a yeah. better But again, place. again it's, a, it's another tool in my yes. toolkit. Like I've, I'm very big on biology of deer, e-scouting Look. deer, researching stuff, how to hunt them, how to glass them. But then my weapon as well is only there to kill and that's his main purpose. So yeah. I want the best weapon possible and the most time spent to that weapon so I can kill no matter what distance it and is. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. Anybody who's complaining about ruining meat because you're shooting too big of a of a 300, come on. And you're just trying to come up with something to yeah. make mm-hmm. some waves. Yeah, that, that's a little far-fetched. I mean, kill the animal. Mm-hmm. We are going hunting. We're not going yep. to a feedlot where you're just and I, taking headshots all day. And, you know and I, mean? I, don't, I don't go out there thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to find a mule deer and back up so I can shoot a stupid distance. <laughs> I want to sure consider it. Hold on. Too close. Hold <laughs> on. Yeah. Like, no matter <laughs> where it up. is, I want to I want to just kill that deer, but I want to have that extra confidence knowing that I'm out here for one reason, to kill the biggest mule deer possible. To kill an animal humanely, the yep. biggest one humanely. And the so, like, thing, no matter like, where... Man, people come up with some weird stuff to complain about. That was, mm-hmm. that was a weird one. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the back to the mountain line. We got on a tangent. But. <laughs> well, I Wait, did say what? it was going to be a tangent. Yeah, you did. It ended up being a great tangent. <laughs> so so then, then the thing that, like, most, like, started, like, getting in my mind, like, I just shot a mountain line. I'm shaking. I can see the what footage. What time of day? Uh, 11.45. Okay, perfect. Morning. So I knew I had a bunch of time, but the storm was coming. Mm-hmm. And I'm by myself, so I'm like, dude, I shot a mountain line, but I don't know if he's dead. Like, I know he rolled down. Like, I know he barrel rolled. I'm like, dude, I, I smoked him. Barrel rolled completely. But, I'm like, he's in all these green brush. Like, no, I have to solo, mm-hmm. go over there. This mountain lion that, if it knew it could kill me, it could kill it me. It would. Hey, shameless plug. Rangefinder tool, drop a waypoint. Mm, yep. And that's what I did. Dropped the rangefinder tool exactly. Hiked all the way over here, over there. Dropped my pack. Well, first I was in reach of my By the way, we suck at marketing still. It's the best to this tool day ever. Because everyone I've shown, they're like, you have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was showing my cousin Heath the other day. He's like, you have that? <laughs> God, Heath, we suck on. at marketing. So I, I have the best example. Sometimes I think we're doing good. Hey, look, I just said like, my dad, my dad's We're calling. on a roll. God, we suck. We're feeling good. So, so I, have a, I have a really good use case for the range farmer too coming up on my Colorado hunt. So that's going to be a great example for why you need this. But it also worked here too. Range farmer tool marked it, got over there, took my backpack off, and I'm like, dude, there's a mountain lion, like probably 50 yards from me right now. I grab my rifle, walk up there really slowly. I'm like, hey, lion, hey, lion. I'm like, wait, why am I talking to lion <laughs> hey, right now? Kitty, because kitty. because <laughs> I, I used, you know, you know, you have a cat. Like a cat's definitely already knows I'm there if it's still alive. For sure. So I start walking, start looking at the, the footage. I see that tree right where it is. I see my waypoint where I marked on Go Home Maps. So you took a picture? You, you took, filmed I always it. Took, I always took a picture and I filmed it too. So go. every time before I go, I'll take a picture. I'll zoom I do in. Too. I do a little thing where I, help, where I hold the phone, take my finger in front of it, trying to point yep. exactly where it's yep. at. Yep. So I'm referencing Range Finder all those tool trees. has solved a lot of that for me. Mm-hmm. But it is. I have. I'm in. I've always been in the habit of taking a picture. It looks so different when you get there. Oh, it yeah. always does. You know where I really learned that though was antelope hunting because I mean, good mm-hmm. luck going to find a yeah. antelope yeah. in a sage pile. It's pretty exhausting. So I get over there, start walking to the brush a little bit, and like maybe five minutes later. I'm like, gosh, this lion's got to be somewhere, but this brush is so tall, mm-hmm. and a lion when they're on the ground is so tiny. Tiny. And also, I walk like five more feet, and boom, I see it just laying there dead. And I'm like, dude, I killed the freaking lion. That's awesome. Without dogs, spot and stock. It's so cool. In a nasty mountain range, 
had a tag, was able to convert my deer tag down to mountain lion tag. And then I'm sitting there like, how do I skin a mountain lion? Wait, yeah, what are you going to do with it? Is it still dorsal cut and then down to the ankle bones? So, uh, so I was right there and I was like, I know my dad's killed a lion. And uh, I had my inReach. And I'm like, inReach yeah. my dad. I'm like, dad, explain to me step by step how to kill a lion. I believe it's just like a bear. Do you go like, up the belly? You, like you go from the, 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 the butthole area, up the back legs to the paws, get the paws off, and then go up the belly. Yeah. And then you can so you stop at the front shoulders, go up the front shoulders, yep. and go yep. up the front shoulders, then you stop there and you case it through the head the rest yep. of the way. Just yep. like but I was slightly rugged. Con- I'm gonna full body it. Okay. Got a full body of that, right? So <laughs> I was I was I, was, I would. I definitely well. I like rugs, man. Rugs are cool. Yeah. I think a lion rug, there's nothing more. I mean, yeah. I, I like a mount. Don't yeah. get me so wrong, my dad, but I, I love a, a an opportunity. I love a backcountry lion kill. Yeah. I my, mean, my, a rug is so. That rug is cool, I mean, though. It's, it's nostalgic, so cool. right? It just it looks cool. cool. Yeah. So, my, so my dad was. The like, age old rug yeah, fireplace. The, the, the rug on Christmas, the wall. Christmas, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. Well, I already got a couple big bear rugs. So, well, you not do. big bear rugs, average bear rugs, but. And then my dad was like, yeah, I was going to make a sick rug. And I was like, well, dad, this is the cheapest mountain lion I'm ever going to kill. Yeah, like it literally cost me three hundred fifty-one no dog, no bucks. Houndsman, no houndsman. No, 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 no to pay for any guys, any of that. So all that money I'm going to spend towards a full body mount, and I did lay it down next to it just to like see what the rough estimate of size was, and it's like six foot three. And like, me. Are, you see the picture? <laughs> you see what I'm holding? Six three, man. <laughs> well, just give me a couple inches in the legs, please. Yeah. You see when I'm holding it up? It's like the same size I am. It is a female. Is it? And then uh, I got, oh, when I walked up to it, I like started lifting up the the jaws, you know, look at the mouth, and uh, all the teeth are worn down. Like there's no teeth on the upper they upper, are. there's no teeth on the lower. All the big canines are literally squared off. Do you know much off. about about teeth and lions in your past lion. life? No, I mean I know I know a decent amount as far as like deer and elk and kind of aging jaws. Your past but, life wasn't but, but lions. But lions, though. I don't I don't know a lot about aging lions. I don't lion. me either. I mean, looking at the skull of his today, I mean it's definitely an old lion. It's it's has got to be. It's missing teeth. It's got uh, canine. They're considered canines. Are they canines? canines? Yeah, canine and a feline. (laughs) I don't think they're called felines. (laughs) (laughs) What's a feline? (laughs) (laughs) So, so like the canine teeth are all worn down, and then uh, you know I continue to deer hunt the rest of the week. But like when I brought it to Idaho fishing game. But wait, I got one more question. Yep. Did you take the meat? I took all the meat. And that's are, very, you that's a, are you going to eat the that's meat? That's a very important part of this, too, because the same thing. This, Idaho does not require you to take the meat of predators. You don't no. have to take bear meat, wolf meat, or mountain lion meat. I always take the bear meat when I kill bears in Idaho. I was messaging my dad, and my dad was like, are you taking the meat? And I'm like, I am definitely taking the meat. He's like, good, because I had – he shot a lion in Idaho. He's like, it was some of the best meat ever. Yep. And then uh, I was talking to some of my other friends, too, and they were like, yeah, dude, if there was a mule deer and a, and a mountain lion right next to each other, I would shoot the mountain lion because that mountain lion meat is absolutely phenomenal. It Interesting. T- everyone says it tastes like pork. <laughs> Interesting. Get out of here. And uh, Come now. Might be some bias in there. Interesting. So, so when <laughs> I'm going I'm to put the tag interesting on there. Just, you know. So when I, when I brought it to Idaho Fishing Game, I had to get it uh, inspected, and they, they pulled the tooth. And uh, the biologist there, she was like, I don't know if we've ever seen a lion this old. Really? In a long time. Did they age it? Did they so they, pulled, they, they were able to pull a tooth. It took a while to get the tooth out, but they pulled the tooth and like, yeah, we're really excited to see what the age is on this. And she when was are you like, going to find out? Uh, I forgot to ask her. I don't know. Probably a couple months. Yeah. Have but you then, eaten any of it yet? No, but then she was like, did you keep the meat? And she's like, you don't have to, but I just, I'm just curious. And she's like, I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I've heard from so many people that that meat is absolutely phenomenal. Like I'm going to make a bunch of chorizos out of it, some breakfast you sausage. Think you think it's better in elk? <laughs> of course, it's going to be better than elk. I mean, mountain carp. So if there's a, a, hey, if, there's hey. a, if there's a mountain lion, a mule deer, and an elk all trust standing there, what's the order 
And which one are you trust for the is meat? dwindling quickly <laughs> with Brady. This story is going downhill so fast. <laughs> so I'm really first. I shoot the mountain lion. <laughs> I'm really excited. But the one thing I hated about this hunt is so right when I, I got some good pictures and then a freaking snowstorm came where you couldn't see 100 yards. Uh, and so literally after my cool dad, after I reached my dad, I'm starting to cut this line up. I had to constantly stop and then go back to my backpack. I had my um, Blizzard Aerolite Sika jacket on. And just shameless pull. plug, Sika, we sell that too. Aerolite. <laughs> yep. And then I, I had to put my hands in the jacket and just literally lay there. I'm just, snow's just falling all over me trying to warm up. And then I go back to cutting the line up for a little bit. My hands just get freaking numb. Like literally, my tips of my fingers right now, my left hand, I can't feel Not that very well. Yeah. And so I constantly had to warm up, cut the line, warm up, cut the line. And then since it was so cold and snowy, I'm like, shit, well, I was just moving my, like going up to hunt here. I still have to make camp. So I quartered the thing out. Had all the quarters sitting there. Had the hide sitting there. Put them in. Put them in you game quartered, bags. Quartered it out. Quartered it out. And then I went to make camp. Wonder what that looks like. I mean, I, re- I remember. So I'm trying to remember. It's so crazy when you get to the tail. Because I know of the, the first line. time I, uh, the first time I, I skinned a bear. Yeah. You yeah, look at a, a skin bear. It looks like a human. It's not like looking at an elk or no, deer. No, it's weird. It's the it's line was weird. very interesting. It's more, it, it's more human based, honestly. It, it, in my, it like looks what very I saw. bizarre. And, yeah. then, and then you see the big three-inch base of the tail, and this long tail is all skinned out. Yeah. How did you do the tail? Did you go under the bottom of the tail? Yep, on the bottom, all the way, all, all the way, way up. The tail. Yep. Yeah. And that's where it got. That's where my hands got really cold yeah. because the tail was already cold, <laughs> and like I'm trying to be very careful yeah. not to like slip and make a big chunk missing yeah. out of the tail. The first doll sheep hunt I ever got to go on I just graduated college my dad was going on one but he wasn't going till October in the Yukon mm-hmm. and I swear my hands have never been the same since then I oh. was not ready no oh, he's, so not ready. <laughs> <laughs> he's not ready I was not my I swear my hands have not been the same as the first thing to go on me every year and I swear it's because of that hunt so yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about and then like I said I quartered it out made camp came back down to get the lion and uh, all my game bags were covered in like two inches of snow Jeez. It was brutally cold. Wet snow cold. again? It's snow again. That's always colder, too. And then, so I was like, well, I could go up to my camp, and I'd mention my dad. I was like, maybe I might start to, you know, I need to find some firewood. Everything's wet now, so this is going to take a while for me to get much of fire for the teepee. And maybe I'll start deboning the meat. I uh, got up there. Obviously, I was exhausted by this point. Yeah. The gentleman had gone away, got a bunch of firewood, got the line up to camp. I said, hey, I'm just going to hang the line in the tree. Maybe I'll cut it tomorrow, next day. That lime meat was fucking rock solid. Was it? Just Were you really tempted frozen. at all to eat it? That's what then? I was going to say. I know, right, I, right, I right really away. I really want to know about like the campfire, eating part of this. Campfire, campfire, campfire. Live, like, I'm a little scared about eating it back there because back you, know, you have to cook it really hey, well. And we're not with elk. Elk, first thing. You, you eat an elk. On the skewer. On you, the skewer. Really same thing. Right there. Yeah. Done. So I was a little nervous about cooking it back there. And like, yeah, I probably could have put it in my jet boil. And, but also there's not a lot of, I, mean, I don't want to use like the mountain lion fat, but I probably could have to like get some oil in there. But like. And then, and then I was kind of mad because I, now I have these frozen quarters. And now later I'm going to have to pack out frozen quarters. Yeah. And lion looks pretty small, but the it's meat's still small. pretty heavy yeah. and the bones are pretty filled pretty dense. Well, I mean, they are a dense animal. Yeah. And like so, they carry a lot of weight outside of their chest cavities. A yeah. lot of weight. And hmm. so I had all that hide there. Had How heavy is mountain lion? I think maybe 120 pounds-ish yeah. is max on a female. Yeah, like I think maybe a big, like a big tom would be like 160, 170. Yeah. You hear about you, those you hear about crazy those. wives' tales that break 200, but yeah. like, do they? I, I'm no, not sure. That's I'm why a bunch sure of my either. bunch of my friends were. You always hear everybody tries to say, "Oh, I yeah, got I one broke 200." Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, the guys that I know that hunt lions, I'm like consistently, 100, yeah, 160-pounder, yeah. yeah. 170-pounder yeah. is a giant tom. Giant. That's right. I had friends message me like, "How how heavy is your cat?" And I was like, "Bro." 
I honestly have no guess here because I know people throw out numbers and yeah. weight, and I'm like, I have no clue. It's just yeah. heavy. Like I know when I was holding it up, like, it dense, was awkward. Man. It was awkward to hold for the <laughs> photo by myself and try to take a photo, and I instantly was having to set it down and pick it up. And there's so many photos of me like just standing there looking awkward, like I just dropped <laughs> the cat. Yeah. We should roll the tape, roll the footage, man. We gotta see this. <laughs> but yeah, it's also too. It's kind of interesting. I had one guy comment on my post like, "Why do you guys always hold lions?" Yeah. I wonder Hold lions and wolves. Uh, yeah. Why is that a thing? Because they don't show well laying down. Yeah, yeah that's and what it's I not, think too. And, and I, no one come after me about the show well because of this <laughs> bullshit with pictures. And You're proud of it. It's proud an animal. The, the, to give context to yeah. it, you can't give the animal context yeah. unless it's yeah. shown, right? Yeah. And, and it, if they're laying just their body builds, it just doesn't, there's no like perception and context right. yeah. to what it is, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's why that, we hold them. That was an absolute wild adventure, something. Like my dad kept saying, like, you just killed the trophy of a lifetime because you didn't do it with the dogs. You glassed it up yeah, and you had a tag in your pocket. He's like, that's such a cool experience that you will never forget. And it's still this day. I'm like, I can't believe I killed the lion. Yeah. So, and then, and then also the craziest part too, I'll throw this on there because I think it's funny. Neville probably knows what I'm talking about. What I talked about last night to you. Instantly what I thought <laughs> of when, when you were riding dragons. That was such a cute <laughs> moment. <laughs> such a cute moment. Inside what? jokes. You guys are the cutest. So, <laughs> inside you, you remember what happened this last year with my life? Yes. So I was never never able to hunt a mountain lion because I was married. And she would not let you kill She one. would not let me kill one. Very, very vivid re- uh, memory of this, which I thought was interesting. But now since I filed for a divorce and I'm fully divorced, the first Brady thing single, I did. single, bring it on. Brady. Shameless single. plug, Brady single. Yeah. Shameless plug, Brady single. So I filed for a divorce, and that, the first thing I did like six months later is kill a lion. That's awesome. So That's that, was, really that cool. was a good win for me. <laughs> All right. That was a good win for me. So were you too high? No. Where were the bucks then? Uh, yeah, well, where's the bucks? I don't honestly know. The thing is really weird Cats about it. Cats are cool and all. Where's the bucks? Where's the bucks? Where's the bucks? <laughs> I passed I passed up. The biggest buck I saw on that on that Idaho leg was like a 150 4 by 4 Passed him up. Glassed him at 1,300 yards. How high? Uh, this was at like eight, maybe like 7,800 or 8,000 feet. Pre or post storm? Uh, this is post second storm. What post elevation were the elk So at? still high. Elk were right in that same area. Eight? Yeah, yeah around eight. Seven yeah. and a half to eight. Yeah. Was he moving, were any of these animals moving Down. during or post-snowstorm? Yep, post-snowstorm, they were still up on ridgelines walking. Like I said, even the second... Wind-blown sp- ridgelines? Yep. And every every time I was walking, even the area after I killed the lion, I would walk tracks in the snow, come back, there'd be deer tracks. And I was glassing deer, but I was also looking at these big canyons. I had this one canyon that's probably two two miles long. Just a freaking big canyon, big burn. I could glass from this ridge. I could move down the ridge and glass it. I never saw freaking deer on this whole side. There's dark timber everywhere. There's really high stuff, but also... In this area, I could see the lowest part of the unit. You could glass clear down. And this is literally the lowest part of the unit because yeah. the way the mountain range works and some of the river systems. Like, I could see the bottom as well where there's no snow. Yeah. So I'm not saying I am so high and dedicated to it. Like, if there was deer down low, frick yeah, I'd go down low. But, like, I like starting high and working my way down to figure out because I want to hunt these oldest mature bucks. And I yeah. think, like, they're going to be a little bit slower to move down because there's no rut yet. Mm-hmm. So I want to hunt where they are. And if I can't find them, I'm going to go a bit lower and go a bit lower lower. But this the spot where I killed the lion, I could see stuff with no snow, see stuff with a little bit of snow, and see stuff with a shit ton of snow. But this big canyon had no deer on it anywhere and also no elk. It was just the weirdest thing how there was just – It's a black it hole. It was just dead. Dead zone. Idaho is in a – interesting spot with deer in general mm-hmm. i was going to ask you do you think that the bucks were there and you just weren't seeing them or do you think that is your take that maybe there just isn't i'm gonna say I, th- I think a little bit of both i have to think that way i mean with tracks right i mean there's right. tracks there and so there's i know there's a lot of deer tracks i didn't or deer 
that laid tracks that I never glassed up as well. So I don't know what those were. But, like, I covered so much country and didn't see any deer. Like That'll I, drive you crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Wolf. The tail is old as time, right? I'm yeah. in them. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Ouch. where are they? Yeah. How many times has that happened? Yeah, but there's nothing more frustrating than looking oh, at, like, your prime piece of habitat. And, and seeing just, tracks. And, 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 like, and just not seeing deer. And, and then I would loop, loop around the mountain. I'd glass this one spot. I saw some elk down a little bit lower. I turn around. I glass this, like, north-facing slope. And just like you'd see maybe, you know, some bucks and stuff like that, I saw does just sitting in the snow. Just toughen it out in the deep snow, just bedded down. How many down. does? There was five does. Just bedded there in the snow. I'm glassing every little spot up and down all over the place, trying to see if maybe a buck getting a little sniffy, even a young buck. Yeah. Not yeah. a buck in sight near those yeah. does. And their does are just hanging out in the snow. And then the next day, like I thought, oh, maybe it's, you know, the move down. Those does are still there. They're not content to leave yet. So they were still up high. How much snow on the ground? Uh, it was almost up to my knees. Date? Date? um october like 27th so you're pushing up against halloween yeah Mm. like the season ends whatever it was the 30th 30th all right so you so six days up there in that last spot didn't see any big bucks saw that 150 inch buck past him saw another smaller three point and just just a bunch of dinks never went low like a glass low but yeah yeah so yeah i guess like the unit could i looked over i looked over the low country yeah there's no place I could have left. Can you confidently say that you looked over low country? I looked over low enough country. Information enough that information that you can make the it, yep. decision. Because that mountain lion spot literally, because that area didn't have snow until the second snowstorm. The other area was in already had snow earlier. So yeah. when that one snowstorm came, that stuff, that's why you see in the mountain lion footage, there's not a lot of snow right there. So that already no, did not. hard lose any. Yeah, until the next snowstorm came. So like. What drew you into this area, this unit? Just remoteness. Which unit? Remoteness. Which unit was this? Yeah, it was a unit with some numbers. <laughs> the one that was left. So it was like just <laughs> yeah, right. The one that had an when he got through. And I also really liked this area because it did have a lot of timber, and I kind of wanted to hunt something that most people don't want to go to because I wanted to find a, a mule deer yeah. that was going to die of old age, that just lives in some thick shit and lives up the whole times. But there was enough burns where I could glass burns, and you always know I talk about edge habitat. There's enough edge habitat where these bucks might be in the big timber, might come out a little bit on the edge of the feed this burn, and don't want to come out in the open, because I know I'm not going to glass these big parks of openness. Like, a big buck ain't going to be out there. There's no rut going on. They need that edge habitat. So I was glassing in big timber pockets, too. So maybe they're just in the timber. We spoke about that on the last podcast, too. We agreed that Mm -hmm. time of year, Mm -hmm. like early, pre-ruddy-ish, post-pushing on Halloween. That's kind of that. You you, what's the you word you used? Mosaic. mosaic. Yeah, you another one that sounded smarter. A nice mosaic. Lots of edge. Mon- monoculture. Monoculture. Oh, yeah, monoculture. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to be in those. You, you don't want a monoculture. But you want the mosaic. You want a mosaic. mosaic Lots of edge monoc- habitat. Yep. Yeah. And because, like, that time of year, they're going to be the deep stuff. And so, like, I was trying to focus a lot on small pockets. Like, yeah, it's, yep. hard, it's hard to glass small pockets and hunt small pockets because you might glass it. You might move over here, and that's the time that deer could walk yep. out. And by the time you go back, there could be gone. But it's like just keep focusing all day and not getting yep. discouraged you're not seeing deer because you constantly have to glass those dark pockets. Like, yep. Were you glassing uh, all day? Yeah. No naps. No naps. I don't know if I believe that. that. I've hunted with Brady before. (laughs) (laughs) I took a long nap the the days after the snowstorm. Brady is a sleeper. (laughs) I love sleeping in the mountains. He can get a dog. When he wants to sleep. (laughs) Those are long days, huh? Behind the glass. Yeah, dark Those will give you headaches. Those are Mm -hmm. long days. I did a lot of days, too, where I'd wake up literally three hours beforehand and hike in the snow, and that's just brutal. Yeah. And get all the way over there, and then you set up the glass, and you're not seeing anything, and you're like just mentally drained at that point. And then you have to start trying to relocate yeah. new areas. And So this is why we said it was your hunting sabbatical. So you pulled out of there. Pulled out of there. straight to Colorado. Yep. Got my line checked Which in, like unit I said. Colorado? Um, One with numbers? Yeah, but Colorado has numbers too, yeah. Okay. Was it a unit you've hunted before? 
No, I, the, both new these hun- both these hunts were new units, which is also interesting too. Because I like I could go back to some stuff. Everyone knows like my same strategies. I just like to pick up tags, over the counter, easy to draw yep. tags. Because every year I'm hunting, I'm learning more about that animal and learning more about that state, the habitat they live in, and like yeah, other units could be good, but they also take you know, time take to time. draw. Issues. Yeah, and it's like I'd rather just hunt more. Like I literally am at a stage in my life where I have killed some big deer, love killing big deer, but going back to the same, you can't kill a deer that's already dead. No nope. truer words have ever been said. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So like, but and we're just talking about what's going to happen in some of these states with what we're people are going to jump because of dead yeah. deer. It's yeah. Just what it's what happens. And yeah, you don't want, you don't want to chase you can't, can't chase, chase dead deer. You can't chase dead deer, and like that's why I want to keep checking on new areas yeah. because like there could be a giant buck in a new unit that I've never. The been unknown to is why I like new areas. Mm-hmm. I love the unknown. I mm-hmm. love just not and, and it's, knowing. It's just fun. Yeah. It's also this adds that extra, like, every day you're excited. You're not like, well, I've yeah. been there two years ago. I know what to expect when I get to that ridge. Yeah. This is like every day it's like, hey, that looks like a sweet basin on the map. I'm going to go there tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to go one more ridge over and keep just going and checking it out. Yeah. So this so, is a rhetorical question, but did you go high when you got to Colorado? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Tippy top. Tippy top. Tip top. Did they yeah. get the same snow that you got in Idaho? Yeah, they already had a good good layer of snow on the ground, which made things really sketchy, and I pulled into a little small town, and I was just getting some uh, chain tensioners for my, my truck chains because mm-hmm. um, I have four sets, but one of the tensioners is kind of all jacked up, and I was like, I saw this guy with a hunter, and he's just, they're sizing on some tire chains. They're like, how's it up there on the mountain? They're like, oh, it's slick. Like the mountain I've roads. I've had very similar reports. Mountain roads were just yeah. nasty up there. And so yeah, I was like, I got four chains. And I'm like, hope you guys do too. Like, yeah, we just got one set. And I'm like, you guys should put that on the front tires. I usually, my experience, front tires with the chains kind of works yeah. out a little bit better. We're leaving in two days. I got very similar reports. <laughs> Slick. Yeah. And Not so good. <laughs> I, get, I, I get up there. It's uh, um, right before opening day. Uh, opening day comes. I get all the way to the top. It's a super sketchy road. Got all the way up there. Every little spot I drove by, I'm like, I'm going to camp here. I thought I was going to, like, yeah, those spots marked on yeah. the camp. Every single camp, every single spot had a camp on it. Oh, boy. There was so many. I, I'm assuming they're all OTC elk hunters. Of course. Yeah. So, so your, your strategy would be go high, go, go high. remote. Go high, go remote. I was trying to get away from these people. Same strategy again. Yep. Brady's the... That's a solid strategy. We, so, we can It's safe to assume with Brady. So what's, right. re- what's really, high, what's really funny about all this is, so I finally found a spot to park my truck. I did like this three-mile hike out this big big canyon area, uh, glassed all the way across, saw like eight or nine does, saw one big two-point out in the big aspen How flat. How big of a two-point? I love big two-point. He was a kind of a cool two-point. I love a big two-point. Like he was like bladed, cool. big, but he was really, he was really You narrow. guys ever killed a big two-point? No, I always, always wanted, wanted to. I have a story. Wanted I have to. a story about that at one point, I can tell you. But so like. <laughs> I'd I love to hear yeah. it. I, I want a big two-point, <laughs> big 28-inch. You know, 18-inch G2s. It was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me in the woods. But do I hear it? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to wait. Yeah, I was hunting Colorado. Um, It was a third-season tag. I had glassed up what was a big buck. I didn't know what it was because it was so far away. So I made plans. Just frame. Yeah, just frame. Just super framey. Made plans to hike in there the next day. Um, Left just like you. It was like three hours before light. Made this tremendous trek up this ridge. Got clear back in there. Um, starting to get light, starting to see deer out in this little basin where I'd seen this buck the night before. The first buck I see is like 160-inch four-point. He's got four or five does. He's kind of pushing. I'm kind of debating, shooting him, and I'm thinking, eh, I don't think that's the buck, you know, that I was looking for. Yep. So I look down the ridge, and I see this giant two-by-three. And, I mean, he's tall. He's super heavy. His bases are ginormous. I mean, they're they're almost touching. They're big. 
I'm thinking, yeah, that's a sweet buck I'm going to take him. So get down into the gun, get the bipod out. I'm set up. I'm in the gun. I'm in the scope. I've got the buck. I'm watching him. And I hear behind me, hey, hey. So I'm like, what in the hell? You know? So I turn around. I look. And this guy's kind of crept up behind me. And he's probably, you know, 15 yards You were behind. on the gun I was and he a, broke I was your – I was in the gun. Broke the concentration. Yep. And uh, he goes, hey, uh, are you going to shoot? And I was like, well, I'm – I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I just it. might. Just might. He's you gonna like, shoot? Yeah. No, man. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm like I. I'm. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, okay. So I get back in the gun. I'm kind of watching this buck, and I hear, hey, hey. Turn around. I was like, what? And he's like, uh, what? What is that? What is that buck? And I was like, oh, he's a. He's just a big two by three. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's not the buck I'm looking for. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I get back in the gun. I'm in the gun. <laughs> One more time. Hey, hey. I turn back around. He goes, hey, if you're going to shoot, will you let me know so I can plug my ears? Oh, my gosh. You got to be fucking kidding No, me. no, this actually happened to me. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, man, I, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. And I didn't shoot that buck. It kind of ruined the whole kind thing. Kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, to be honest. It don't kinda, be that guy. <laughs> don't. Like, don't ever be that guy. Yeah, it kind of it kind of left a really bad taste in my mouth. And Why, I, what is that guy thinking? I don't know, don't man. Don't be that guy. Yeah, I don't I know. I think that guy was wanting to shoot it, and he just really got you there. Probably was. He probably played me. I watched <laughs> that guy shoot uh, like a two-year-old three-point maybe five hours oh, later. Oh, that wasn't the, the buck the he was after. wasn't the buck he was after. Okay. He was after right, a much right, bigger right. buck. But, yeah, that was – I, I, love, I, I would love just was, as we're he was in your head rent yeah, free. He w- <laughs> just as we're <laughs> he was in there rent free. Just I was, as we're uh, I was calling, so agitated. I can't imagine. Just as we're calling for number one in Idaho yeah. to call us, I want this guy yeah, to call. Yeah, we do. This guy I got to I got to know what you what your plan was here. Like, yeah, what, I was what were you super thinking? super agitated. Yeah, that was a it left a real bad taste in my mouth, and the buck kind of worked underneath the ridge, and I lost him. But I yeah, I just couldn't shoot him. I just was so pissed. I don't. I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't a great experience. So yeah. To, but man, I want to take home. Don't, don't be that guy. But yeah, that I was a giant. Two. I've was a seen giant two some Nevada has an interesting two point gene. Some of these older bucks, and I've seen them late. Uh, we don't have a, any mm-hmm. real late hunts in Nevada. But man, I've a couple ones that I've seen. I am. They're, they're really cool. I am hot for a big two point. This this was a banger. That was this was it. a banger. <laughs> yep. So yeah, like you were saying, like. My strategy is going deep and remote. Yeah. And just getting so lost. So that out doesn't there. happen. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I sit there and glassing all this, all, all this country. There's like, again a bunch of aspen patches, a bunch of dark timber. I'm seeing deer up high. So I am seeing deer. I'm, I'm above 10,000 feet here. So I'm seeing deer all the way across this basin. I know, like, well, this is like basically like an observation night. Like, there's no way I could make, if I saw a big buck over there, I couldn't yeah. stalk it because it's too too far away. So, I, I, so I'm like, oh, it's getting it's dark now. I'm going to start hiking back nasty long hike and it's super deep snow in this area i'm going through a bunch of north facing slopes hiking up this big steep stuff in the dark i get back to camp it's like two and a half hours past dark maybe three hours and uh, i see these lights on some of these wall truck tents. camp yeah I was, just, camp. I was at my truck right there i just parked it i didn't set up so a camp or did anything you yet. go that high what so did you go very high oh yeah well it, it, you could drive up really high and you can't do that a lot of places yeah so colorado a lot of times you can get high are you chained yeah, chained up yeah. a lot of places you can get high in colorado <laughs> Even in town, you yes. get high in Colorado. Yeah. Rocky so, Mountain so, High. So here's the funny part about you saying, like, I do stuff crazy. So I'm sitting there back at my, my truck thinking about maybe putting out a tent. But I'm like, you know, I don't really like this area that much. I didn't see a bunch of big deer right away. All these camps are through here, the whole the whole section. I really thought someone was going to go to that ridge line, but no, no one had been out there. Like, no one had been out there all day. And so yeah. I'm like, 
people just don't want to go that far. They just want to stay back to their trucks. They're, True. They're probably just elk hunting glass in those open parks, yep. thinking the bulls are going to come out. Lazy like, elk hunters. Yeah, oh, lazy elk hunters. Those guys. Okay. So here I am at my truck. Those I have my guys. headlamp on. And I was literally organized a bunch of my gear, getting ready for tomorrow, because I was just going to leave that area and go find. Meanwhile, I'm the one that says, "Why would I leave my truck for that? I'm mean, yeah. just going to shoot yeah. one right here." Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I have my headlamp on. All of a sudden, this guy comes like, there's like a wall tent like, 500 yards away. He comes over on his four wheeler. He's like, "Hey, man, you all right? Like, we saw you get back so late, and now you're by your truck. You stuck?" And I'm like, "No, I was out. I was out hunting. I just got back." And he's like, you, "You mean you just got back?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "We've already had dinner. We're getting ready to go to bed." And like, I was. That was nice to have me check on you. Yeah, but I was, was I was hunting nice. so far. Like, these people aren't hunting very far from their truck. Like, yeah. they're, already, they're already getting ready for bed, and I'm just getting back to my truck, getting my gear ready We to talked about that. That is the difference, man. So, yeah. so it's like these guys are just rolling around on ATVs. Stick ATV it out at side. night. Stick it out. Stick it out at night. So what else do you have to do? This is the one week that I That is hunt. what you're there. That's what yeah. Trail, we were all talking about that last time and his whole thing. That's what you're there for. Yeah. I think about this all the time. When I'm out there, I always think, you know what? 300 and however many days a year i'm going to be sitting in front of my computer wishing you wishing were. yeah mm-hmm. I, I was anywhere yeah so but you know right what i mean here, but, yeah. but right here in front of my computer so those days that i get i mean get out of bed yeah you know stay Stick late out. Mm-hmm. you could pick up that last that little, little bit of bit. intel yep. that's that why i'm glassing until dark because i know big mature true dark is going to move past shooting like true Still dark glassing. pick up that last little bit in of knowledge Yep. Yep. So I got back and I was like, I just kind of was laughing to myself, like these guys are getting ready to go to bed, and I just got back to camp. Yeah, or got back to my truck. Well, you don't eat. More for us. Good more for us, man. Um, you don't eat though, so that you know. I really don't. No, you don't so that eat. makes sense. Why you food eat. is fuel, not fun. <laughs> okay, just eat enough to keep you going. That's all you need. Disagree. Yeah, <laughs> heavy disagree. Food is super fun. Oh, it's the best, man. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So how was Colorado overall? Colorado's fun overall. Uh, Let's get so- to my favorite part of the story. Yeah, yeah hunted, so- hunted, hunted solo for three days. What's the favorite part? Part uh, where he shoots an elk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get right to it. Hunted, so- hunted solo for three part days. Part where he doesn't find any mule deer and has to shoot. The an part elk. where he shoots. The part an elk. where he goes high doesn't find mule deer again. This isn't boding well for your argument uh-uh. that we set up on the pre-podcast. <laughs> okay. Of okay. this we'll, podcast, we'll get into it. Hunted solo for three days. Camera guy finally showed up. I was worried the whole time I was going to shoot a big giant deer without him, so I was trying to like do a few death hikes, but not getting. Would you have shot the deer? I was, I, I, how how big? What was the threshold? How big of a buck does? I it told have him if to it was o- if it was over one eighty, I was going to kill it. And he's like, "Hey, you can you definitely should kill it if it's a big deer like that." There you go. So and I had that's my a company man right there. I had my <laughs> little <laughs> vlog camera. I company. Like, he's got a vlog camera. He had he's vlog willing camera. to sacrifice, but he's got a compromise. I yeah. can respect. And that. if everyone knowing too, I did vlog, self film the entire company man right there. So. I was, I was practicing on it. So the first day that Luke got there, uh, can't really remember what happened. We'll skip to the next day. So the next day we go out. We, uh, well, dropped. you didn't see any deer. You, you know. Yeah, we didn't see any big deer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no, the day before we the day before we were glassing this canyon, looking across, we saw, like, literally this is a tiny timber patch. This is, plays into the elk story, so it's important. So the day, like, first day Luke was there, we're glassing this big opening, bunch of aspens, but there's one little tiny timber patch. Also, I'm like, Luke, I got a buck. He was sleeping. Luke was? Yeah. Lazy camera guy. No. They've already done some footage. Like, he can rest. Like, his job is not to help me glass. Like, it really is just to get footage. So, if he needs to be rested up to take footage of me later, I'm Two cool ways to look at that. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm like, look, I got a buck. Ends up being just a three-point. But then, also, I'm like, dude, I got a doe. I got a doe. Another doe. Another doe. This little tiny timber patch 
held nine deer. Oh, wow. Awesome. They're all bedded around it. And I'm like, hey, dude. once again, timber patches this time of year. That's it. Yep. That's and it was about. surrounded by aspens, but it was a little dark timber patch. Mm-hmm. Ooh, money. Yep. And so we're like, dude, this is going to be awesome. We have some more dark timber up on top. There's more aspens over here. Another patch of dark timber. We're definitely going to sit here all day. Is this buck pushing does? No, nope. he, nope. he's just literally. Just but when the does finally walked away, he did. Ladies. He did follow. Ladies, he, ladies, ladies. He, he did follow <laughs> him to their second bed. Yeah, uh. he just followed him, but he wasn't like sniffing him or anything. So I'm like, we're gonna sit here all day, and it's already a steep, nasty hike to get into. And we already had some horse guys like they were ahead of us, and they split off, and we just went this way and sat on this ridge. Horse guys, yeah, elk guys, you know, horse guys, man. That was definitely. And elk then guys. so we're sitting there glassing, and all of a sudden, like two hours later, I'm like, fuck, I got a hunter. He's walking up our basin. Yeah. I had this whole vision of there's a giant buck petted up here. There's already nine deer here. We're in glass all evening. That buck's going to come out in his aspens. Preconceived notions, the death of it. And this guy, I'm like, dude, he's going he's gonna to come down. He's going to come up the saddle that's near us and shoot out of there. Yeah. No. He is still hunting uphill with the wind coming down, like wind going up at that point because it was the middle hot part of the day. Yeah. So the wind's blowing right where he's trying to still hunt, blowing Smart. out all the elk probably up there. Smart. And he just has his rifle out. Walking around through the timber and walking through these big aspen patches, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna go all the way top. He goes all the way top. I'm like, yep. whole time, I'm like, what do we do? Do we leave this area? Do we keep staying here? Well, I can kind of glass this area over here. I can glass across, use this as an observation point. And then, not even like maybe an hour later, I look down below. Luke again was sleeping. Okay, now this is a problem. Luke. Yeah, I don't want to throw Luke on this the bus, on but a, it's kind of funny though. This guy's on a day rate here. Right? Now, now we're getting. <laughs> So uh, I'm like, Luke, Luke, I'm like, Luke, I got a bull. And he's like, what? What? I'm like, big bull, big bull. Like, get up. Yeah. And uh, I get you the dish. You excited when you said yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, there was some uh, genuine excitement in that. Right it there. was a big bull. Like, for an overcounting unit, you saw the footage. It's, a, it's a good bull. Yeah. Nice bull. That's it's a great bull. But three, I think the takeaway is that you were excited. excited. I, was really, I even told Luke, I'm really excited. It's a big bull. Is that on film? Yeah. Oh, can't wait to use that. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, like, the problem, problem with this bull was, though, there's, like, a little, like, topography looks like it's going down flat, but there's enough, there's, like, a little ridge line there. So that bull had probably been there for a while feeding, yeah. but I just caught his antlers when I was glassing, and I, he was behind that hill the whole time. So I'm like, all right, I got the, I got the digiscope on him, got a little bit of footage. He walked in this open. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good bull. We got to go after it. He was like, really? You want to go after him? I'm like, yeah, we're going to go after it right now. He's like, but I'm tired. I need a nap. <laughs> it was, it was a, I'm not done sleeping. I, I, I ranged it quick. It was 1,300 yards away. Shoot. And I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little far. Uh, but, I, but I knew, like, looking on the maps earlier, like on satellite footage, there is a little bit of an open aspen patch to our right that we can go into and try yeah. to cut them off. And they were just feeding. Like, he didn't get spooked. It wasn't something where that elk hunter had spooked him or anything. Mm-hmm. These bulls were just feeding. He had a little raghorn in front of him. I'm like, grab our stuff. Let's go. We threw everything in. That's the hard part, too. We're sitting there all day. You have a yard sale. Of course. Mm. You always have a yard sale. Mm. Gear trail. Out everywhere. Oh, the king man. of the yard sale. Spread out. Yeah. Hunted with trail. Just pull it, pull it all sale. out. Spread yeah. it out. Yeah. And the problem is, too, I had my 115 Swaro. I had my BTX eyepiece and my ATX eyepiece. So I'm, like, trying to fit all this shit into my backpack yeah. really quickly. My down jackets. We get over this open open area in the Aspens, trying to look at that bull. I'm like, dang, this area goes really far over. Like, if these bulls walked over here, they definitely didn't scoot all the way through this big open area in the Aspens. Like, we would have caught them over there. Yeah. But there's this little dark timber patch down below us. But the problem is, too, there's like a big cliff on this bottom of this uh, drainage, like a sheer cliff. But there's a stupid chute right there that could lead them down to the bottom. Stupid so either chutes, they did, man. Those stupid chutes. Either they did stupid. three things. They went down, the bull went down the chute. He's held up in the timber, or somehow they slipped through us. And got away, but that opening was so big, and then we didn't waste that much time getting over. So, like, we're gonna sit here all evening. 
We crept down to like 450 yards away from the dark timber, laid my rifle on my backpack, took it off the gun slicker, got everything ready, ammo laid out again. Yep. All my deal laid on the gun a little bit, trying to like make sure I could shoot from there. We're going to sit here for the next two hours. And either that bull went down the chute, is in that timber, or he got away. But I think he's in that timber. I think like he maybe just like was feeding early, found a new spot to be safe, and then wanted to come out in the evening. Yeah. I don't know a lot about elk. I'm thinking that's what he probably an elk would probably want to do. Hit some dark timber. Wants to hold up in there for a little bit. Take a break. Take a break. Chill. Evening. Late season bulls. Mm-hmm. They stick. And we had to drop down like six, probably 600 feet elevation. But we were. Luke's like, we're going after an animal. It's fine. We can just hike that up later. Whatever. We sat there all evening. We're both just freezing cold, sitting in the snow. Elk hunting's hard, huh? Yeah. Bull never showed up. <laughs> never showed bull, up. Bull never showed up. So he went. He went through that. I think he went. He went in that shooter, held up in that timber. And then Luke's like, do you want to go after? My guess is held up in the timber, mm-hmm. just knowing yeah. late season bulls, haven't hunted them yeah. quite a few times. He didn't want, he maybe got some pressure earlier because this is like, you know, late season bulls, they just the stick, season. man. They don't, they, they stick to their safe spot. Yeah. They got a safe place for a reason. Yeah. And, they, so, and it takes them the season to find it. And once mm-hmm. they find it, like, yeah. so then Luke's getting them out of there. We even got this on camera too. Like Luke's like, do you want to hunt this bull, bull tomorrow? It's a big bull. And I'm like, no, we're going after deer. That's my man right there. We left. We left That's the big bull. <laughs> we left a big bull to go. Also, world? here's my here's my thought process too. Because I did want to kill that bull because it was a good bull. But I'm like, if he went down that chute, the chances of us locating him are impossible because I can't see Stupid shoot shoots, down man. that. And if he's in that timber, like who knows where he could move to? It's late season. He could just get pressured by someone else. Yeah. Or maybe that horse guy is going to be there again. And tomorrow. there's a lot of elk pressure too. Yeah. Which that. Yeah. You know, and so I figured. I figured too. Like I haven't seen a big deer in this area. I saw that little tiny. T- three-point glasses all day yeah like we need to we need to not waste time and try to hunt this bull let's go chase me with it because that's literally what i'm passionate about yeah left this big 320 bull when it's a big bull it's a nice bull yeah you think it's 320 i think he's pushing i mean it's a it's a big bull 310 to 320 he's in the neighborhood it'd be the biggest bull ever it's a bull that would would be a bull backs it'd be hard for me to pull off that bull yeah you know if i'm being being honest that'd be that'd be hard for me to pull off that bull and if i knew if i had him located right and if i knew that shoot wasn't there where access to the bottom i might have stayed on which is the hunts the late season hunts i've been on with elk it would be hard for me because he's gonna be there. Yeah. Like. I mean, I'm thinking about a third season tag. Yeah. Where's yeah, that? I got where points. <laughs> I got them all. I got them all marked, boys. Like I said, yeah, every a, time I'm out hunting, bull. I mark every single cow, doe, deer, whatever. Yes, I have do. all those animals marked. Every single waypoint of every animal from this whole entire hunt. So if you guys want them, there we go. Hit me. Hit me. Hit, hit me. <laughs> so so the next day we're like, well, we should go back to this area, but we're gonna we're gonna drive a little bit further. There's this big outfitter camp, bunch of toy haulers, everything like this. So like we're gonna drive past this little outfitter camp. There's a road that goes three miles further, dead ends. We're gonna park there, hike up the other ridge. This is basically one more drainage to the west of where that big bull was. Okay. And so we're setting up, we're glassing a bunch of east facing big openings, like good dark timber, aspens, dark timber, aspens, dark timber, like a big giant drainage. Again, it's really far away, though. It's like long-distance glassing, so it was literally BTX country. Yeah, I'm on the BTX all day. It was so fun. I love where I can just put the BTX No eye fatigue. Yep. Comfortable. Sitting there sitting there glassing. Uh, mid-afternoon comes around. Also, I'm like, dude, I got, a, I got a bull. Hadn't seen a deer in the spot yet. No, wait, no. I did see so. the deer. No, I saw. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I did see three does. I saw three does up on top of this aspen patch. Did you glass low yet? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So I did. See, I did see some does there. Okay. I did, saw does earlier. I did. We have them on Digiscope. I can prove it. Okay. Because um, Luke's always like, get every single date. What's the date on this? Uh, November second. Okay. Post Halloween. Yep. And so 
I saw I saw that little raghorn. I'm like, yeah, it's just a little dingy raghorn. It's out in these aspen patches, just feeding. It was maybe like two o'clock ish, probably. Um, start glassing the timber to his left. I'm like, well, bulls this time of year, they got to be with some other friends. I'm assuming. Typically, I don't know maybe. anything about elk, but I'm assuming there's some friends. Typically, the bachelor herd. Up. So I, I went. Mean, there are there are the cases where they don't, but I mean, you could assume there's some yeah. friends. So I moved over to the timber. All of a sudden, like I got another bull. He's not a raghorn. He's a, just a medium-sized bull. He still, well, still is a raghorn, but not like a dinky raghorn like the other one. Yeah. And I looked at him for a while, and I'm like, he's got a broken leg. His one front leg is literally, he's not putting any weight on it. He's like just limping. And it looks like, do you want to go after him? I'm like, I don't know. I really want to hunt a deer, but like it's a perfect situation. I have, I did buy an elk tag before I came out there, so I have an over-the-counter elk tag in my pocket. Like I was going to go off the bull the other day. This was an elk hunt. This was and an elk hunt. As all of us are salivating <laughs> to give a follow-up question here. I can see all the looks on your faces. And then like Luke's like, what do, we, what do we want to do? And I'm like, you know, he's got a wounded leg. I do feel bad for the freaking animal. He's totally wounded. Yeah. He's in a great spot. I think we can go kill him. And I'm thinking there, and I'm like literally sipping on my coffee. Like Luke had brought a stove up. So I'm like, Was he sleeping I'm, again? No, he was, he was <laughs> okay, up. Good. So I'm literally glassing and looking at the bowl, sipping my coffee. And I'm like, you know, let's go after him. I'm like, what do you do? You, would you go after this bull? And he's like, yeah, I'd go after this bull. So like help me like yeah. motivate myself a little bit. <laughs> it's so funny. You have, to, so it, funny. <laughs> you have <laughs> to motivate yourself to go after yeah. a bull elk. I really did. I know. I believe you. I really is, did. Cause I wanted a glass of big buck up and like, you know, like whatever we have, a, we have a tag, we're filming. This would be a great part of the film. Yeah. And I still have a bunch of days left. Um, side note, there is supposed to be a giant storm that night. Like, we're supposed to get over 12 inches of snow that okay. night. So I had that weighed in my mind a little bit, too. But, like, we can go kill this bull right now. Yep. Mark him again, rangefinder tool, exactly where he's at. And I can see on satellite imagery there's a dark timber patch, dark timber patch, aspen patch. I know exactly where he's at. I see this little ridge over here in the, on the little area. I do the line measurement tool. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like a 400-yard shot. We'll be able to kill him. Shameless plug. Yep. Range Don't no, that's a line measurement tool. Oh, totally different. Is that the range finder tool? No, because no. I already knew. I know. I, I wanted oh. to go from the line from the from the, from the ridge line where I could get to the glass. I you wanted to measure if distance. I could shoot there I as gosh, well. Yeah. Yep. Get your shooting distance with because the range finder tool is only from your exact point location. to where you want to go. Yep. This is to measure could right, you right. Shoot, shoot could you shoot from there. So I marked him with the range finder, and then line tool over. Start dropping off this little thing. Easy, you know. We're going through some deep snow, some dark timber. We all of a sudden get down to the area. I knew the other side was a steep cliff. Like there's a big cliff band again in the bottom. Like, all yeah. these drainages have cliffs on them. We start going down. We get to this point, and I'm like, dude, this, this is taking forever to get on the bottom. Like what's going on here? We dropped a shit ton of elevation. Also, we get down to a cliff on our side. Oh and it was boy. at one point where it was such dark timber that you couldn't see it on any sort of aerial footage that it was a cliff. Yeah. Like you could kind of see the topo lines getting a little bit tight, but I was like, there's a way to get down through that. Yeah. Got down there, start going through it. And I'm like, Luke, this is going to get sketchy. Like you comfortable? And he's like, yeah, I'm comfortable. We have trekking poles. Start navigating down through there, and it was one of the steepest areas I've ever hiked down. It felt like I was mountain goat hunting going down. I need to go down here and cross a little river and get up the other side. This isn't deter like uh, deterring you from a pack out or any of those thoughts. It's starting to creep in my mind. I'm like, okay. we're doing all this effort now. I have to kill yeah. this bull because of the amount of effort we're going through yeah. here, and we're we, wasting all this time to kill. We talked bull. about that on the last one, didn't we? About how people kind oh, yeah. of shy away thinking about the pack out already, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. when really, Talk again, you shouldn't be. You should never Just go kill it. You should never really worry about it because again, you're hunting and killing it. That's what it. you're there for. Yeah, that's what you're there Just for. Just go kill it. You can get it out of there. Yep. This yeah, comes into like play later. But I, I wanted to, I wanted your take on that. Was that yeah. creeping into your mind? No, but I was. I, I really you, wanted. You said yes. Roll back the tape. I know. I did say check yes, but check <laughs> but I wanted to. I since we're going down here now. I thought in my head is we have to 
kill this animal because of this effort. We yeah. literally have to because of the effort we're going through this to drop down this thing and we have to come back through the dark. Yeah. And then here's where it gets really scary. We get to the other side. I have this chute marked because I can see the topo lines going up. We can definitely go in this chute, get up in the chute, start climbing up there a little bit. I'm like, bro, this is mountain goat country. It's literally sheer cliffs like this with ice Late just hanging out. cutting. Just ice. I find this little area. I can kind of get up. I start climbing up a little bit. I'm like, Luke, are you going to be sketched out? He's like, I don't know. What do you think? And I'm like, well, we're basing our entire life right now on roots, being able to hold on. That's yeah. literally all you can do is hold on to a root. And roots there's and always shoots. Roots and shoots. Roots and shoots. You guys seen uh, Black Sheep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he rolls sure. down the mountain, yeah, he yeah. grabs a little <laughs> He's like, please, God, you yeah. little bush. It's been a long time. So I'm like grabbing on these roots, stepping on There's ice everywhere, snow, and I'm like kind of sliding. And like my whole life is depending on this root right now I'm holding on to, like literally, like no joke. And it's already like a 15-foot cliff behind me. I'm already up there quite a ways. There's all this brush hanging over me. I'm like, dude, my rifle's on my backpack. If I get up on here a little bit, my rifle's going to start catching all this brush and like hold me back, and I might lose my grip, and there's nothing to grab onto. Because yeah. some of these roots are strong. Other ones are just dead, and you just grab them, and they just pull, pull right, right out. out. Yeah. And so I'm like, my rifle's going to get caught, so I'm going to grab this brush, breaking it, and I'm like, Luke, I don't think we can safely get up here. All we do is get up another like five, six feet, and then there was a band that we could kind of get on this cliff band, and I think we could have looped around and got up on top. I'm like, I don't think we can do this safely. Like, honestly, don't. I'm happy to hear you say that. It was, it was like, no, like remember in Colorado it's when you yelled at me? not the I've seen before. It was one of those, like, You're getting soft. Because, no, uh, because of the was, snow and the ice, it was really There nervous. was a spot, we were in the backcountry in Colorado, and I literally told him, like, bro, this is not worth it. You mm-hmm. know, like, this is, we're pressing the limit here. Like, you, right, you got to take in, you got to ingest yeah. the data, yeah. where you are, what you're doing. You know, you got a plan. It's a hard call to make. It was. And I'm like, now I'm here. We're so close. All we have to do is get up on top, and that ridge line's another like 300 yards up. Mm -hmm. We can get on that and see those bulls. And I'm like, do these bulls move? Are they going to be in the next dark timber patch? Because I'm not going to be able to look at them then. And we're running out of daylight at the same time because it took so long to get down. Yeah. Pulled up GoHunt maps again. Saw those another little drainage, like I said, further down. That was three tenths of a mile away. Like, we got to book it down this river bottom. And the river bottom just fucking tangles everywhere. Just nasty. Especially we, cro- we keep crossing the river, going back again, crossing it, crossing it, trying to, like, find all the opening things. Finally get to his next chute. Start climbing up the chute. And it was steep. But it was manageable. Like, but manageable. It was a bunch of grass on it. Then there was some actual some vegetation that was, like, in the ground. So you could kind of grab on the vegetation, take your trek and pull, pull yourself up, grab the next little vegetation, pull yourself up. But there was no cliffs right there. It was just grass going all the way up. Get up there. Get on a bunch of oak brush area. I'm like, all right, they've got to be right up there. There's that aspen patch of dark timber. It totally looks different now, though. I'm like, crap, I don't know if we can see these bulls because there's so much thick trees in our way. And yeah. all the aspens are tall, but there's that ridge right there. Let's loop on the backside so the bulls can't see us. Get up on this little oak patch thing, set up right there. Instantly, I set up, look with my binos, my 12s, see, the, see with the r- smaller raghorn. So I'm like, all right, the smaller raghorn's here, but where's his buddy? How far? Uh, 640, something yep. like that. So you're right there. Yeah. So I'm like, he's here somewhere. I'm just like glassing, glassing. I'm like, Luke's like filming, doing some stuff. At one point, I'm like, Luke, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say right now, but I am so focused on getting his bull. So sorry if I don't like say something on camera. Like, I need to find this bull. We worked over <laughs> not here. Not being to, a business, not being a company man. Unbelievable. I, I need Starting to, kill, to get I need, out there. <laughs> I need to find this bull right now so we can kill it. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna shoot the smaller one. This, I want to shoot this bigger raghorn. <laughs> and. uh yeah, I want to shoot it. You guys heard that, so write That's that right. down. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of clips we're taking out of this. And uh, so I'm glassing there. I'm like frustrated. I can't see it. Can't see it. Can't see it. Finally, I see the bull. I'm like, all right, there he is. He's walking through this timber. He's like just in the aspens. It's so thick. You can barely see his rack. I'm like, dude, I don't know where we can get a shot. Like I can see him, but I don't think we can shoot because there's so much trees and brush in the yeah. way. 
And uh, I'm like, do we drop down this ridge, get to this other side? But I'm worried about the wind. And if we can see him on this other little ridge, we can get to. And finally, like, dude, he's going to start moving out in the opening. I think I can take a shot right here. He's actually coming back in this open. There's a shoot like between a bunch of aspen trees. And Luke's trying to get him on camera. I can't find him. I'm like, let's just move. I'll help you get him on camera. I'll put the digiscope on it because I know where he's at. And you just sit back and record. I grab the range. I'm like, all right, got the range. This one was like, I think it was 400 actually the first time. 450 is what my rangefinder said. But I know it was further because of yeah, this. Yeah. So he gets in this opening. I'm like, all right, Luke, I'm going to take the shot. Bull's just going up the hill a little bit, stopping, feeding. And he had bedded at one point and got up. And he's just, every time he walks, like you can just see him just, he can't walk very well. Hmm. He's definitely like his leg is just gone on that one side. Like gone. Yeah. Probably and from going down that chute. Probably. <laughs> tripped and probably fell. Tripped and fell. Did it look like it had been recent? Or what do you think it was? A uh, it, it was all, the hide was all healed over, but literally the bone was just completely shattered. Huh. Like it's almost Sounds powderized. like a bullet from bullet a, year, hit a year previous or something. From a 6.5 so, Creedmoor. Probably <laughs> a 6.5 Creedmoor. Definitely a 6.5 Creedmoor. 6.5 Needmoor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I ranged that spot, but I'm like, dude, there's so much brush in there. And he was beyond that spot where I could range. I, I ranged it a million times. I knew it. Knew I had it. Put that in the in a scope. Laid down the gun. He's like, "All right." I'm like, "I'm gonna shoot." Press the trigger. It's like he missed. I'm like, "No way." I literally, I literally told him, "There's no way." I didn't hear a sound though. Yeah. I'm like, "Where'd I hit?" He's like, "He shot low." I'm like, "Shoot!" Like, I was my rangefinder did not pick up all the. It picked up a bunch of the brush. Yeah. In, in beforehand. And I should have switched my rangefinder to further assistance, but I had it set at best target instead of going through stuff. But usually best works for me. And I'm like, well, he's still there. He knew nothing was going on because there was it was a 15-mile-an-hour wind. That was the other struggle That's part, too. So I had, to, I had to kester all a bunch of times trying to get the wind, trying to dope it, trying to do this, get on the gun. And he's like, I think there's more wind now, and there was more wind. So it was constantly wind going, too. So I did hit a little, yeah. I hit low in front of him and then to the right. But like, he's still there. He didn't know anything was going on. They end up working through the timber, get all the way up through the timber. On the, on the aspens i'm sitting there like dude i can't take a shot now i got a better range it was definitely further than what i thought because now they're i'm getting a quality yeah. range on this other spot so i really just messed up i'll, yeah. I'll say right now I messed which up happens but you Again, knowing, it's hunting but knowing having that first thought in your mind be there's no way there's no way that's when you know you're still in your mm -hmm. you're still in your that's why i know that's why i know for me it was a perfect shot yeah i wasn't nervous i wasn't anything like that because no this shit ain't hollywood man it's never <laughs> yeah. perfect it's never perfect it, like that's that's what i mean by the thoughts in your mind if you grab that gun and it's a bad thought already or if you pull the trigger and somebody tells you you're a miss you're like oh yeah you that might, should you not might, be your thought figures. yeah you, you might have thought yeah. you, you your thought should you. be your shot your thought should <laughs> be there's no way there's no way because I, I knew it wasn't me yeah so i knew it was a bad range yeah because i know i would have killed that animal yeah they work up through that they're just like feeding them it's like frustrated on the gun can't shoot trying to find him again i'm like he's there it's like i see the other bull i see him finally they loop around get up in the snow patch i'm like all right look he's dead He's in the snow patch now. Dead. So now it's now it's like that six hundred. Now it's at that six hundred forty-five <laughs> yard range. Yep. And he's in the snow, dead. I got him now. Crushed him. Ranged him. Laid back on the gun. Luke's filming. Boom. Send one. He's right between his two dark trees. Hits him right behind the shoulder. Like, oh yeah, he crushed him. Like I could hear it. He walks a little bit further. Beds down. I'm like, all right, game on. Beds down. Aspen tree. Of right course. in front of his vitals. Of course. Right in front of his vitals. Gets up. Takes a step. I had the same range, shoot another shot at him, hit him right behind the shoulder. Bull doesn't even flinch. Literally doesn't even flinch. He turns around. You can see the two bullet holes on their side, just absolutely perfect, right behind the shoulder. Yeah. Just still standing up. 
bed's down again, hit him another time, hit him another time. Yeah. Well, I put one in the shoulder because like, I'm just going to – like I had, I had experience back in the day where my brother lost a bull in Idaho. Late so season I, elk, man. It's no joke. My brother shot a bull really close at 80 yards. Bull fell over, went to go find another bull because there was two bulls there trying to get his front and shoot one. And came back to his bull. His bull's gone. Yep. So it's like one of those things where like I just Do you guys have experience with late season bulls? Uh-huh. Oh, They're yeah. tough. They are so goddamn tough. They're just tough in general. My Nevada. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, my, elk's, elk's a big animal. My Nevada late, my late tag in Nevada, I shot that bull through the, I mean, through the absolute pump house four times. And he was still just standing there soaking them up. I'm like, what? Yep. What is, like, what is it going to take? Right, uh, like a bigger gun. I was shooting a three hundred. I was shooting. I was damn it. I was hoping you were say it's like no, six five. I was shooting a three hundred. I and I have since moved to a twenty eight, but I was shooting a three hundred. Yeah. You know, twenty eight inch barrel, oh, three hundred, yeah. big gun. Yeah, and they eat them. I mean, they just yeah, they can pack lead. They yeah. swallow those bullets. So it's you know, and then they're sitting there looking at you, bleeding out of their mouth, and you're like, dude, go mm. please go yeah. down. Yeah. Like I don't want this vision in my yeah. head. Just go down. And again, it's like like I said earlier, I owe it everything I am able to kill that thing right now. So he's his head's still up. I'm still shooting until his head's down. That's my whole thing. Shoot that's no big animal. So I New Mexico, him. even with a bow, just keep shooting, man. If they're just giving you shots, keep yeah, shooting. I mean, yeah, tell the animals down. Yep. Just keep so shooting. Just keep those, first, those first two shots, I was like, hey, there's no animal. ego saying, yeah, one shot kill. It's no. like, no, dude, just keep shooting. Good old I mean, quiver I, dump, yep. good old ammo wallet dump. Yeah. <laughs> right? No. Let them fly. Yeah, you got to. Mm-hmm. Especially when you got one in them. Yeah. And so finally, finally, when he's laying there, like I said, I put one on his shoulder just to make sure everything was going to be good and he wasn't going to get back up. And then he's, like, moving his head back and forth, and he finally just, like, laid down. And then I'm just, like, look at Luke, and he's, like, that wind was brutal. And I'm, like, yeah, I think the wind was a part of this. But, like, those two shots hit perfectly. The first shot was definitely a rangefinder. Like, yeah. it, it messed up on that, and that's totally my fault. I'll take that all day. But, like, just a situation again. But, again, like, shooting that 300 roam and that wind, that helped me a lot. Yeah. I, like, I knew exactly what I was going to do in the wind, doped it exactly what it was because I had the Kestrel right there. Like, that's why having those tools in the situation like this yep. paid off. And we were there and just yep. killed them. Hey, we're all out there to be the best killers possible. Yeah. I mean, that's my philosophy. Yeah. I'm trying to be the best killer I can be, mm-hmm. not the best single part of hunting. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to be the best killer. Like, yep. I'm going out there to do what I want to do. And that's literally right when he got up in that snow line when I could easily see him. He got out of the dark timber. I, like I said, I told Luke he's dead right now. Yeah. He's dead before I pull the trigger because I can now get a quality range on him. That's Everything can thought. be dialed. That's when you know. And good I'm. Times. That's when you know. And like literally, good I vibes. had that rear rest. Good, good vibes only. <laughs> like I pulled that rear rest out and showed Luke. I was like, look how far I had this rear rest dug in the bank. Like I had to put the rear rest in there and just yank that thing down to make that gun level and made that back rest so stable. Yeah. I pulled it out. There's just mud caked over the rear rest because I made every part of that gun yeah. exactly stable as it needed to be. Laying down nice and prone. And Kill now, now you're an elk hunter. And, and now, and now you're an elk you're hunter. An elk so here's here's the big plug for the rangefinder tool. So if you if you don't have go home maps, this is why you need go home maps right here. So it's again, it's it's now like dark after we do a bunch of filming yeah. stuff and we're like gathering our gear. But I had I had done, done the rangefinder tool. So exactly where I shot from, 645 yards away. Move the little blue dot. Move the phone until I know right exactly there. where it's yeah. at. I could see the the trees he was nearby because I could see him on the satellite imagery, the dark the dark timber trees. Marked it. Okay, we still had a nasty pack. We had to go up and around, down this little canyon, come all around this deep, dark timber, deep-ass snow, come all the way up it, get to the little spot, get up there. I'm like, all right, I should be close by. I have this waypoint marked. I get over there, find the bull. Where I had marked that spot on the rangefinder tool, 32 yards away. Hmm. It works, man. Can't ask for anything better than that right. when you're that That's far exactly away. That's exactly what it's for. And, yeah. it. and it was completely dark at this point. And we yeah. could have been high, we could have been low. Literally, I was on the same plane as the elk. I was right here. 
32 yards away, right yeah. in front of me. Get go hunt maps. Get go hunt maps. <laughs> Shameless plug. No, <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, that is obviously where it came from, but my, I am not Brady Miller and I don't do those talks. Yeah. Mine was like, hey, man, you drop an antelope at three, 400 yards in a sage pile. Like, you need some help. Yeah. That's where I was coming so, from yeah. with the drop a pin. Yeah. You know? So then here's where it gets really interesting. Kill a bull. Walk up to him like, shit, that's a big freaking animal. Way it's bigger a big than animal. a mule deer. Another reason why elk hunting's harder. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> and here Luke and I are out in the middle of nowhere, and now we have a decision to make. Yeah. Do we go back down that cliff? Even though it was grass, it's going to be super sketchy, drop down there. Or we could work way up the drainage, which is a far drainage to get around, loop back around, go to my truck, pack this out quick. We were going to just take the front shoulders out. I was going to take a front shoulder out. He was going to take a front shoulder out. I had my gun, which is a 14-and-a-half-pound yeah. gun, BTX, ATX, 115. I have tons of weight in my pack. Yeah. We're like, well, well let's, I'll debone it all tonight. Deboned it all. We, we got done doing all that at midnight. So, like, that whole process, I'm cutting up all by myself. Luke's did a bunch of footage stuff. I'm dealing with a knife. Or Luke had a knife. I could have given him a blade. But I was like, Luke, you, just, you just relax and do film stuff. I'll take care of this whole bowl. So I deboned the whole bowl, got the front shoulders taken care of, put all the meat away, put the rack underneath the tree, and left the rack. I kind of, like, skinned out the head a little bit because I was going to yeah. come back in the next day and skull cap him. Mm-hmm. Trail style. Only way to do it. Only way to do it. I don't want. I picked up that head. And I was yeah, even, I even though it was a rag, even though it was a raghorn, the rack's not that big. That head was so freaking heavy. Yeah. With yeah. The, another the reason why Neville. they're harder. Yeah, Neville. Yeah. So skull cap that fucker is what Trail says. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't, don't want to say it, but Neville can. That's, that's why you hand saw. You, you yeah. cut the pedicles. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's where the decision skull. came in. Like, well, we're on here. There's literally a hiking trail, like perfectly, like literally 350, 400 yards above above us there's a hiking trail and this hiking trail goes all the way down on this ridge line it's not going to be a lot of elevation gain loss and then we get to the top and then there's a spot where it looks like you could get a vehicle because we yep. have it marked on there how the colors change on the roads it's mm-hmm. actually it turns into a road haven't been there before but i do believe we can get a vehicle right there so it's not gonna be a bad pack up the next day instead of looping around unknown sketchy terrain we're going to go there and hike out that way so it's going to be like a seven and a half eight mile pack out tonight that night to get back to our camp. My truck's going to be over here. We're going to leave my truck. We're yeah. going to go back to camp. Luke has his... Luke <laughs> has his damn a, bear. He is really attacking <laughs> you, man. He is all about you. So this this bear... So Luke has his FJ back at, at the wall tent. Yeah. So, so like, we'll just go back there. We start hiking down that ridge. It sucks. It's so deep of snow. We're post-holing the whole time. Finally get the spot where the snowstorm is starting to hit us. It's starting to snow like crazy. I'm like, we got to get out of here fast. Get to that spot. Like, there's a point where I'm questioning my decision it's one of those things where it could have went either way we got to the spot where we could take a vehicle we have these heavy freaking packs on we're like well let's drop our packs hike out as fast as we can the rest of the way because it's still a far yeah. it's still like a long ways to go get luke's fj loop back around come up this road grab our packs it'll be fine but it's snowing a ton so like we know we have to do this fast if we're gonna drop our packs we drop our packs there. Like this is the point where we shouldn't have dropped our packs. We should have kept our packs on and suffered all the way down to where we can get a, a full yeah. vehicle from the road. That's how and then as we get we get Luke's FJ. Now it's three fifteen in the morning. You lost your packs. Three fifteen in the morning. We're like, well, the snow is hitting really hard now. Like maybe we should try to go rescue your truck because your truck's deep in the mountains. Yeah. So it might be really hard to get your truck tomorrow. Drive down the road. Luke's like, I'm not really comfortable driving in snow. I've driven in snow a lot. I'm like, all right pull over I'll, I'll drive i know i drive in snow i'll drive your truck in the snow <laughs> yeah and uh okay he's like next next flat spot we come to uh, i'll drive i'll pull over <laughs> yeah all of a sudden we get going a little bit I'm like why are you slowing down it's like oh, i don't know it feels weird it feels like i'm slipping a little bit i'm like you should be flooring it 
Like, I didn't know he was getting into a drift. Oh, boy. High-centered it. Oh, boy. Completely high-centered in a drift. The drift had gone all the way across the road. Freaking two-foot drift. That sounds terrible. High-centered at 3.15 in the morning. Ugh. We're trying to get my truck. And Wolf. so this is the point where it's like we should have just went to get the backpacks first because that road eventually was going to drift in, too. So yeah. now we're stuck here at 3.15 in the morning. Luke doesn't have chains. Luke doesn't have a shovel in his truck. He has those uh, – I'm we prepared, man. He has whatever you call them, those mud boards. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. track Those boards. do work. Yeah. So we use that as like a shovel underneath his vehicle trying to get it on. doesn't work for that. No. Because <laughs> like we tried putting them under the tires. But <laughs> since he was, but they do work. Yeah. But yeah. since you he know. was literally high-centered, you couldn't put them under the tires and it couldn't get any traction. I thought about getting some tree limbs put underneath there, but like the tracks weren't even working. So we used that underneath the vehicle trying to get it on high-centered. Two hours later, a guy comes up on his truck he's like yeah i'm, I'm leaving the mountains it's still, i was trying to leave earlier i couldn't leave earlier so he just left in the morning trying to get yeah. out of the mountains the guy's like well i could probably pull you out luke's got a wind is this can... sunrise now not yet it's still dark <sighs> so this has been a long freaking day kill the bull jealous okay, stocking it sounds and hike it. all his miles <laughs> get this guy to chain up chains up all fours he almost gets stuck the first time with two so he's chained up all fours get some turned around Gets us pulled out. I'm like, how's that road going a little bit further? He's like, yeah, it's pretty nasty. starting to get drifted in. He's like, you guys could probably try it, but, like, it's still dark out, and it's still an unknown for where the drifts are. Yeah. There's no other vehicles coming yet because everyone's probably stuck at their camp with snow. Yeah. Nasty snowstorm. Like, like I said, over a foot of snow and drift and wind and everything. So I'm like, well, let's go try to get my backpack really quick, or both our backpacks. <laughs> so driving over there, that road's drifted in. Hmm. You, can't, you can't drive up it. So we're like, F. Let's just go back to camp, figure this out in the daylight. We get back to camp at like 6.15, go to bed. Some guy comes by at like 8 in the morning. He's like, hey, anyone, anyone alive in there? And we're like, yeah. He's like, we're buried out here. Like just past our wall tent was another drift, and like three vehicles got stuck right there in the morning. Man, those drifts are nasty. So the guy's like, hey, can you help pull us out? We're like, yeah, we'll pull you out. So I grabbed Luke's FJ. Uh, Luke backed it up, and then I helped pull the guy out. Or I think Luke, no, Luke actually helped pull him out. Uh, but I helped back him up or whatever. And then this guy I was talking to, he's local from t- like down below. I'm like, hey, man. Like, this other guy was at the trailer and stuff. They were gonna Pay for going. play, man. Hey, mm-hmm. if I'm going to pull you out, you tell me where these deer are. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the most important part. I was like, dude, I need to get my truck. Like, I'm worried. Like, the snowstorm, there's going to be another snowstorm that night, too. Like, my truck is now buried. Because we're yeah. past this outfitter camp, like another three and a half miles, way out in the middle of nowhere. Parked the truck. Like, like, do you think you could help me out? And the guy's like, well, I got a Razor back downtown. I could probably drive the Razor up. I'll have to get gas. And I'm like, well, if you can get to my truck, I have 10 gallons of extra gas in my truck. I'll fill you up. And he's like, would you do that? And he's like, well, I'm like, well, what do you want for it, buddy? And he's like, I don't know. What do you think? And I was like, I'll give you 300 bucks. I have no clue. Nice. What, 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 what would you, char- what would you charge someone in this situation? $50. I mean, when you're in that situation and you just want out, yeah. then it's, it's down to the person, right? Yeah. Like, if you want out, you want out. Yeah. yeah. There's really not a number on that. Yep. So I said, I'll give you 300 bucks to pull me out. He's like, all right, I think I can do it. He had a Toyota Tacoma jacked up. He had, he had ability to put all four chains on. So we put all four chains on. I'm like, we should do this now because it's snowing. Like, we need to do this now. Get get out of here. So we start working down the road. There's a bunch of other people stuck. We all pull them out, keep going down the road, get to the outfitter camp area. And I see they have a razor sitting there. And they're all trying to get out of there. Like, they have toy haulers, giant motorhome things parked there. Huh. They're like, we don't know how we're getting out of here either. Like, this is going to be bad. Like, everyone's trying to get out of this mountains. Yeah. I asked him, like, hey, buddy, can you give me a buzz? Just three miles down this road right now to get my truck. No one had been down there yet at the snowstorm. He's like, dude, that razor is completely stock. No aftermarket parts. It is dog shit. It can't go in that snow. Like, you guys are best bet to go really slow with that to Toyota, get all the way back there. And if you guys don't come back in a certain time, well, we know you're back there still. I'll bet that Toyota walked right in there. Walked right in there. Ah. 
Got what year, Toyota? Can't what year? beat it. Uh, and it was one of those older ones. Oh, like those, that, best those ones. are the ones, man. Yep. I bet that thing Think just it, walked I, right I don't know. It's like, it had, had like the, the heater inside there was a lever that you just crank over. Yeah, I can't remember the <laughs> date. I can't. My, my cousin's the – my cousin Heath is the truck vehicle guy. But I think it's like the 12 or 14 is when they switched over to something different. Those like 12 and pre's, those things go yeah. anywhere. So then we get all the yeah. way over there, and the guy's like – the guy who's helping me, John's his name. I won't say his last name, but John. John Doe. John, yes. you know who you are? John Deere. Yeah. Shout like, out, John. I, I was the whole time, I was like, dude, you're a lifesaver. He's like, dude, this is kind of an adventure. Like, we were starting to bond a little bit. They're talking about <laughs> stuff. He's a homie. Yeah. Dude. He's like my best bud. You're my John, guy. John's but but then, but then I'm like, hey, we got to the outfitter camp. He's like, your truck's, not, your truck's not here. I'm you like, no. I, I said it was like past the outfitter camp. He's like, you mean up that, this one road? I'm like, yeah. He's like, buddy. Good that's going to be snowed in. It's like, dude, that's going to be a thousand dollars. Yeah, we're going to need <laughs> renegotiating yeah. here. Yeah. I'm so we nursed it all cash. the way there, and there's all these big ruts, and like obviously there's like water pooled up under the snow that you can't see. We're yeah. just boom hitting. Early it's like snow, we had man. one big hill to climb. It's like I don't know if we can get up that hill. I'm like, dude, just go super slow. If we don't make it, reverse. We'll go up it. And once we get to my truck, I have four chains. I have yeah. shovels. I have everything we need. I have extra gas. Like all my tools are in there finally get over to my truck he's like bro where's your truck at like we're still not there yet i'm like dude i think it's a mile and a half he's like a mile and a half still my gosh we're just nursing up the mountain trying to get you over you guys there. are not buddies at this point <laughs> no he's i think like, it's kind of nervous finally see my truck i'm just like so happy i see my truck that's yeah. the happiest moment i've ever been because i thought my truck was gonna be back there forever Perhaps. <laughs> and then we grab my, my truck truck is goner and chain chain up everything Bad loop around I'm like i'll follow you out i'm following him out we had points where we couldn't even see the road anymore. Riley had to walk out in front of him. So Go he, check. And, tra- and track the lines again because it was already snowing over our tracks. Man, that was Ugh. a wild early snowstorm. And that then, was pretty big. Yeah. I hate that feeling. And then, and then we I get know. past the outfit yeah. camp. We say, we, like, exactly I'm, I'm going to stop in and say hi to those guys and make sure they know I'm out. And if they need anything else, let us know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we think we could get it. They had a big dually and a bunch of change and a lot of, lot of gear. They could probably get out. They're outfitters. They've been yeah. doing this for a while. Get up on the main road. So driving the main road. Like, all these horses from their horse camp, too. They're taking their horses out of there. So we had to, like, you know, wait for the horses to move out of the way and kept going. And finally get his Country other Country traffic jam. Finally get through on Good the main road. Country traffic jam. And there's, there's a guy shoveling. We could see his, his truck was, like, 500 yards off the road. He's literally shoveled, like, a 100-yard section at the Ooh. end where all these drifts are. That's a like, workout. And he's like, hey, man, can you think you can make tracks up to my truck so we can, I can get out? He's like, I have a four-wheeler, but the snow was so deep this morning that it broke the front end of my four-wheeler. Broke it? God dang. Snapped the front end. Like something on the front drive shaft. What are you guys? What are you guys dealing with? Two feet? It's probably a two feet wet, at this point. Yeah, two feet wet, wet heavy, hard, drifted. Yeah, still snowing. That's rough. So we that early, b- that early wet snow is. I rough, don't like man. it. My palms are sweating. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, so we made a bunch of. We're leaving walls. in two days. I so. don't like this feeling. By the way, we got a snowstorm coming in in <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. It's either tomorrow or the next day. So yeah, we we made track for that guy. I got back up to my camp. I was like, bro, I only got one hundred ninety dollars on me in cash. Um, <laughs> got I'll, him. I'll give me your number. Yeah, that's the classic John. Tijuana negotiation. But I only got 20 on it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, give me your phone number. I am good for it. I will find you. I will get the rest of your money. Give me your phone number. I'll put it in your phone too so you can call me if you don't yeah. hear from me. Like, this is going to be legit. The nicest guy ever. Saw him again the next day. He drove up in the razor. He's like, man, this shit's wild up here. He's like, I'm thinking I'm going to get out of here. I'm not going to go elk hunting. He had an elk and a deer tag. But then we got to the camp. And we're like, we still got to get our backpacks. And we still have to get the rest of the elk. 
Jesus. So then we met this guy in a razor, and he's like, bro, I think I can make it up there. Like, me and John had already tried to go up there a little bit, and we both got buried, but we got out. And like, we couldn't get our trucks up there. The homie John? Yeah. John. Even though, even though we're all four chained up, like, you couldn't get through it with the vehicle, even his truck. Yeah. The razor guy's like, yeah, I'll, I think I can get up there. Like, if I get up there, I'll lay the top by your backpacks. I told my backpacks were. He's like, we either grab them or we'll come back to your camp later tonight, pick you up, take you up there. We'll unload the other guys in the, in the razor, and we'll get it. He came back to camp. Like, I was like, man, it's really late. Like, it hasn't came back yet. Like an hour after dark, he came up. like, yeah. After so this is clear through the next full Sunday, like sun up. They'll clear next yeah. day before you're even back. We have we barely slept. We slept like two hours. Yeah. Okay. And it's all this going on. Gross. And then like these, <laughs> this razor comes back to our camp like way late in the dark and like, yeah, man, literally where your track stopped, we made it another mile further and blew a belt. Yeah. In the razor, like the snow was too deep. Like we can't get up there. You guys have to walk. So they came all the way back. The next day we woke up. It was still snowing, still nasty again. Finally, yeah. it cleared at like ten o'clock. Got over there, parked the truck at the base of the road. We're like, all right, we got to walk. Yeah. Walking with empty packs, no, like nothing in us actually, no backpack, all the way up there to pick up our packs. And this was the downfall. It's like we shouldn't have carried our, left our packs there, but we nope. thought we could get to that road, but then we thought we should rescue the truck first. We should yeah. have rescued the backpacks first. Now we had a wasted hike back up there. We'd already been down there once, yeah. got the packs with the quarters and our gear, and, all, and Luke's expensive camera gear was in there, my expensive camera gear in there. All our shit was in there in the snowstorm. <laughs> And then we got up to our backpacks. There's literally just 15 inches of snow on top of our backpacks. God, that'd be hard to find. We have marked them. Go on that be, Waypoints, man. It'd still be hard to find. Yeah, they're like covered under the trees. Waypoints, man. All just snow? Just snow everywhere. So we got the backpacks, like sat down for a little bit, hiked all the way back out, made a bunch of meals, like some freeze-dried meals at the truck. Like, all right, we got to empty our backpacks now and go all the way back in there. It's the same day, like after having no sleep. This is the Brady special right here, man. And then we go all the way up. People think they want to hunt with Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sounds savage. Terrible. Go all terrible. go all the Sounds way in there. And, and then I had to get all the way in there after now we're post holing and we're making sure we're stepping on the same tracks to like postal. But our tracks now, even from like having lunch, it was sunny out, but it was windy. All of our tracks were blown over again. Yeah. So we had to re, re remake tracks again. So Luke switched off, he was in front. I switched off in front post holing. Finally got to a point where packs are now like, well, now we still got like four miles to go to get to the bowl. And now it's even deeper snow over there. But there's mule deer tracks everywhere, boys. Did you see a buck, though? <laughs> no, I, I saw a bunch of does. I literally saw like 15 or 20 does. Uh, uh, Long story short, so we, did you shoot a mule deer? N- no. <laughs> and then we got we got to the bowl. I had to skull cap it, and I already had it quartered out. That took a while to skull cap it, pull the ivories off, and then we loaded up packs, and we got back at like, again, 3 in the morning, back to the back to the truck again. It's and an adventure, we, man. And then we broke down the wall tent, and we're like, dude, we're getting off this fucking mountain right now. I mean, now. The, the goal of the hunt is to have an adventure. It was so fun. That is clearly an adventure. You, you it an was adventure. so fun. So how many how many days did you have left? Uh, we had uh, – this is the problem at this point. We only had uh, – so the next day, we literally drove all the way to town. It was now 6 in the morning. We're like, dude, we need some – no, it was, it was 4.45 in the morning. We pulled in this gas station for 24 hours. Gas pumps aren't even open. Yeah, never in, believe that. The inside's not even open either. Never believe that. They said they open at 5. So, like, all right, we just hung out at the gas station for a little bit until 5 o'clock. I got gas, went inside. Like, Luke's like, dude, I think I'm going to throw up the whole, night, the whole <laughs> evening. Like, he, I would have yeah. thrown up probably earlier he, in this he, saga. He, but, uh, he got really dizzy when he got back. He was like, dude, I've been in sports and everything. Like, my head hurts so bad. I'm like, is it elevation? And he, he had a bang energy drink earlier at, yeah. at lunch. He's Dehydr- like, maybe it was a bang energy drink messing with De- him. But he was super dizzy. Dehydrate and that just – that is not what you want in your body when yeah. your body is ready to shut down. Yeah. So the whole That's drive back, he want. he was like, yeah. uh, "Dude, I think I'm, you know, I think I gotta throw up." And I'm like, "All right, if you have to throw up, you're behind me. Like, we're gonna take this slow all the way out of the mountains." 
but we got to the gas station, goes in there, gets a bunch of Pedialyte. When it opened at five, better. McDonald's opened at five. Went over to McDonald's. We got the biggest breakfast meal best, imaginable. Best meal ever. Dude, I think we got like oh eight. God. Hold on, a thousand. The McGriddle. On yeah. A, on a hunt. Oh. So he got like eight hash browns. I got like three hash browns. I got a bunch meal of McGriddles. After a pack out tastes great. Yeah, it's I mean, the best. It's, it's one of the best meals I'll ever eat. The dirtier the I better. love. Yeah. I love oh. a McGriddle. Whoa, 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 Brady. Hold on. I love a McGriddle after a late season pack out. That's like the go-to right there. Food is fuel. <laughs> Not fun. What in the fuck were you doing at McDonald's? <laughs> I know. Not allowed. We just wanted calories, and Luke's like, dude, can I get fries? Like, we just wanted salt. Yeah. So we got as many hash browns as we could. I got two McGriddles and a uh, dude, Egg McMuffin. That's what I'm saying, the McGriddles, man. Yeah. They're and so Luke, underrated. But Everybody Luke, goes Luke to Egg McMuffin. Why go Egg McMuffin when you got dry. McGriddle? Luke I had agree. Like, Luke had like four sandwiches, and I was like, dude, I should have got more. And yeah. uh, then we're like, dude, we should go get a, let's go get a quick hotel. We still have, a, you know, at this point now, a day and a half of hunting. Did you go low? Yeah, we hunted low. I'll get to that. We got. We tried to get the hotel. <laughs> I'll brush over the. the we went to try to get the hotel. Walked in this hotel. They're like, I'm like sitting at the counter. No one's there. I see people walk around like, why is it no one helping me? I'm at the counter. No one's there. Also, this lady who's like uh, checked in for the night or whatever comes walking by. He's like, no one's gonna help you there. You have to go to this machine. There's a virtual machine, a virtual check-in machine. We have to talk to like a automated. It's like a, no. It's like someone in some other like place, like on a video screen. Yep. And it was the worst experience I ever had. I almost want to walk out. It was so hard to like check you know, in a hotel. It's not and fun, then, but and then mm. we we're checking in so early in the morning. Like, yeah, you can't check in until three. So I'm like, can I buy another night? Like, yeah, you can buy a night from six o'clock until eleven this morning. I was like, fine, I'll buy two nights. Like, we just want to get our gear in here. Yeah. Slept for a while. Went to a restaurant. Got some food. Went out hunting low country. And just saw fucking does and dinks everywhere. You did see bucks though. We saw some. We, I saw the biggest buck I saw was probably an eighty inch, three point. <laughs> eighty. Eighty inch. Big antelope. <laughs> Big two point. And Big I was even. And here's a weird thing too. So like we talk about low country a lot. So I was glassing a lot of just that low PJ stuff. Some some higher stuff too. With snowers. Did see some elk up a little bit higher. But it was all just like low country. And I was glassing a bunch of private as well. I was like, well, we're here. Might as well glass in the private. See what we see in the yeah. morning and the evenings. And so for a day and a half, I got some private. Obviously, I'm hunting in the public, but, like, we never saw any big deer in public. Do you never know saw that? any, like, always saw was, like, a little three-point again, yeah. maybe a two-point on, on private. Yeah. But, like, there was no deer anywhere Yeah. still, even on that, like, low country stuff. I had a – I had a, so the last podcast, I had a, a couple comments to me just through friends and saw some stuff. When I was saying I like to hunt where the deer are, mm-hmm. like, sound – I understand now listening back to the <laughs> podcast is – my point yeah, being to, in context. to find them before I actually yeah. go into them, and that's mm-hmm. where I like to start yeah. hunting is to find where the deer find are. Find where the deer are. That's why you find the elevation. I like at. to hunt where the deer are. Where the deer so are. you find them first, then you go into. But that private, that private, remember we were talking about like collecting data points? Yep, that's what it is. Private is a great place to start when you're going to look for where they're at in the stage of yep. this late season. Like, are they pre ruddy? Are they ruddy full on? Like, yeah. are the big bucks down on the private? A lot of people overlook the private. I'm a huge believer in go check the go check mm-hmm. those big pivot fields private where they're protected. See, their little see sanctuary. The are doing. See what they're doing. That's mm-hmm. like the main data point. Yep. So when we first roll into town, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to go check that private down on the river bottom and see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. See mm-hmm. if the bucks are pushing does. Yep. Yeah, that's what I like to do. Like even like the first day you're hunting is a lot of times not go balls deep right away. It's just no. literally <laughs> go out and just like check. Roads. Find the deer. Hunt where the deer are. Find the deer. First off, check the. I like to check the behavior, and that's you know the sanctuary is the best place to do that, obviously. Yep. And then yep. go find where the deer are, hunt where the deer are. All right, Brady, what did you what did you learn, and what would you do different? 
one thing I learned is always have extra tags in your pocket for opportunity animals that you might not expect to kill because it'll make your break your Like hunt. an elk, and now you're an elk guy. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. I mean, we all heard how excited he oh, was. Yeah. He, he loved was, it. He was very excited. Check yeah. the tape. He yeah. even said he was excited. I uh-huh. think he had as much of an adventure as and, he's ever had. And even though, no even though it was a raghorn, I was still so excited about it. Like, completely jacked it. I shot a raghorn. He's an elk guy. What would you do different? That's a good question. Um, maybe instead of wall tent hunt, I would like to backpack it. Mm-hmm. Just to, just to see. Because we wasted so much time hiking out, coming back, hiking out, coming yeah. back. And, like, may, I wanted – I did not intend to kill that night of the snowstorm. I knew that snowstorm was coming, and I intended on just glassing it, and then the next day we were going to go lower. We legit were going to leave that high country and go lower to check it out. Because, I'm again, because again, I'm collecting data points. There weren't, yes, there weren't big bucks up high, but there were still does. So, like, I thought there – Big bucks you were in the collecting timber, data. But I wanted to run down yeah. the low stuff. We could always come back up high again or go mid-elevation, but I wanted to check out other parts of the unit. Mm-hmm. Unit's so big, you can only hunt. Like, I've never been there before. I've, I didn't have any time to summer scout it. So, like, I need to run around right now. But then that snowstorm, the pack out, we lost two days there, and then we only had a day and a half to hunt in the low country. And, and then you're kind of stuck with paying for your sins there. You're mm-hmm. kind of yeah. stuck with what you got left. So it was, it was an adventure. It'd be hard to say what to do different besides, like, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, you, when you go hunting, you're looking for an adventure to yep. be successful, to have some fun. Sounds like you had all of it. Sounds like you, you had all it. of it. So really, you what, did it. what is there to be <laughs> yeah. doing Congratulations, different, you know? Congratulations, Brady. You did it. It was fun. It was a blast. It <laughs> would was you like, have, was if you could have redone it, would you have go, gone and collected data collected more, collected before data you first. made a decision yep. on where you wanted to go? Yep, that's 100%. Probably that's the best, what we were best, talking best about. best advice you could probably give is, like I said, just learn that unit right away, drive around, see what you can see. Check the behavior of the animals, you know, check where see, they're at. Like I said, check out the private area, see what the private, see if there's actually running activity there. If there's running activity there, you know, there might be some higher or, or there might just be like not, like I always say that's private, so there probably could be running there's sooner. There's just no pressure there. Yeah, there's no when pressure. When you get into the mountains, if you get into an unpressured area, you they're going to be doing things. the same. You're going to have the same thing. Yeah. If you're in pressured areas, it'll be different. Mm-hmm. But if you get into unpressured areas, it should be. And I think so. another thing too is like I, I always say, like I always try to check out like what is the OTC elk pressure in some of these units. I knew it was kind of high, but like I didn't expect it to be that many elk hunters. Like I said, when I drive up that first road, there was camps just everywhere. Yeah, like that was kind of frustrating. It's like the last best OTC opportunity. It's really good. It's worth it still. It is worth it. I mean, there's a lot of hunters, but it is still worth it. Still, and when you're out there killing, you had a chance at a good bull, bull. big bull, bull. and killed a good bull, and killed a great bull. And the crazy thing is, too, again, we go back to like the effort people put in. Like we can say it all the time: get off the roads and hike, and hike super far to find animals. Everyone else, after that snowstorm, when I talked to them, we're pulling each other out. No one had seen elk. Yeah. Literally. But you had. I had seen elk almost yeah. every day. Yeah. Just like I was willing right. to go places where people weren't willing to go. You got to, man, making friends with those elk hunters too. Mm-hmm. Sharing sharing knowledge. They are willing yep. to share some knowledge on the other species. Yeah. Sounds and like at, at, the point, at, at the point of the hunt earlier when I would actually meet these people, they're like, you see any elk? And I'm like, I've seen some doe or cows. Have you seen any bucks? Like, oh, there's some dinkers. And I'm like, well, we really can't trade any information there because I didn't see any bulls yet. I was yeah. going to totally give them I mean, you bowl, definitely got to, you got to be bringing some power yeah. with you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Got to be bringing some firepower to get the right knowledge back. But, but it was an absolute awesome hunt. One of the most savage pack outs ever. Obviously, it's an elk, so it's going to be savage no matter what. But it was just everything I hoped for in a hunt. Struggle, yeah. nastiness, work hard for it. Yeah. You know, I lost a shit ton of weight somehow. Again, I told you I'm down to 172 right now. Which is Brady's just insane. a dinker. Brady <laughs> literally is a two point right now. Not even a big two point right yeah. now. <laughs> Like uh, my body. That's what I'm saying. His body. Yeah, he says lame. he's born 200 years too late. I don't know if this is the proper body composition for, for 200 you've lost, years ago. I <laughs> and, and I know some people make. I know some people <laughs> make fun of the food it, choices I bring in the mountains too, because I don't bring a lot of calories. You know, 
but like it's actually it's exactly what I need. I never feel like I'm like tired or sick on a hunt. I'm never not looking forward to the next day's hunt. I'm, it's exactly what I need. But like the amount of effort I put in these hunts, I'm still somehow losing weight. I'm, I'm obviously losing muscle when I'm out there, but like because well, I, I don't have much body fat. I to begin don't with. think you could possibly put in enough calories for the story we just heard. No, I'm not a nutritionist, can. but I am. I know enough about. <laughs> I think nutrition and body yeah. performance I, to be dangerous. My, my, and I'm telling you, <laughs> just from what I know, I do a lot of like learning for myself, so I can. It's you know I'm into that body <laughs> performance stuff. Like there's no chance you could ever put in enough. Yep post what you just did to recoup that yeah. and my, my, i don't know if i fully believe all the time like the like data you get on like garmin watches and fitness watches but luke's watch mine seemed to never seem to track it that well but luke's watch said he burned five and a half thousand calories for sure that for one day and that's not taking into account for post sure. that's not taking account cold for sure and the weight right. on our backpacks and to have one day of eating to your body can't like and, and no and sleep and no sleep your body is not even going to absorb what you just did but it was you know absolutely I mean? it takes multiple days to get back into yep. that it was absolutely epic. I would do the, do it again. You want to go? It sucks. It sucks. It literally sucks when you're going on there. And we were questioning ourselves. Like Luke's, like I don't know if we should have went down that canyon up the other side. That was really nasty. But once that's you're done, when you know it's an adventure. Once though. you're that's done and get know. back, it's the most rewarding feeling you'll ever have in your life. Every time I look at that bull, his raghorn, I am so proud of him. Every absolutely, time I look at that cat, man. I am super jacked on it. Even though it. I'm not gonna say that word again. It freaking hurts. <laughs> you're a freaking over fucking guy. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> it freaking hurts so bad. It does feel like a failure in a sense, though, that I did not kill a mule deer. It freaking hurts Yeah. that I didn't kill a mule deer, and that's the animal I love, and it's just a hard year. It's just one of those years, man. It's like, but so you make do, right? Like I had extra tags in my pocket and, and had a good hunt. You make do. Yeah. Amen. My, I mean, what, my one closing thought I would have for you after hearing all that, hearing your adventures, it's, I mean, I can, I can relate and that's kind of what it took me to kill a bull, you know, this year. Mm. It, I think if you took the time to listen to all this, that's just what it takes to, to be successful. It does. Mm. Yeah. Like I it mean, what is it? 10% Ma- kill 90%? Ma- maximum effort. Yeah. 10% of people kill 90% so of the animals? Give, what give maximum about. effort and you get results. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it, and it's hard. There is no coincidence the harder you try, the more successful you yeah. are. And yep. it literally goes for everything in life. And every, like, yep. It's yep. the age-old saying, the whatever. Luck will find you. Yeah. yeah. The there harder, There's no coincidence the harder you work at it, the more successful you're going to keep being. Uh-huh. Right? 100%. And this shit ain't easy, man. Like no. It can be. It definitely can be. It like, usually isn't. It usually <laughs> is not, though. And that's why look, I will never be the one to shy away from telling an easy story because you go through so much shit that's hunting, me. you go through so much like just grind the day i can drive down the road and shoot and have the story you know like have the story i shot the biggest buck of my life right off the road didn't even have to pack him out i am welcoming right like yep, that is right. a welcomed hunt i'll yep. take it because you know you're going to go on plenty more that are terrible like kicking that. The ass. one of these times i'm going to have a layup of a hunt everyone like luke always says every time i know i'm going to hunt with you it's going to be something we're putting our life one of these risk, days you're going to be driving adventure. into and you're just going to get out of the truck and go shoot one. Yeah. But again, this one is one of these days, right? It's awesome. It's just what I look, every time I look <laughs> back at <laughs> it. Highly recommended. Have, have you done that? Yeah. I shot a buck. With, I shot a muzzle or buck basically from, I mean, I was driving down the road to try to find this buck that I'd scouted and he, he was, was bedded on the side of the road and he jumped out, ran across the road into a patch of pinion of juniper. I leaned over, grabbed the muzzle loader, jumped out of the truck with the door open, radio still on. 
started running down through this edge of this PJ, and for whatever reason, he didn't push out the other side. He just held up. I was trotting along, and I looked, and he was looking at me at 18 yards, and I just pulled up and dumped him. And from where I was at, I was probably 150 yards off the dirt road. I could still hear my truck running with the radio from where <laughs> I was at. It's a good buck, too, so, right? 182 yeah. inches. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're scouting, and that's the buck you were after. Yeah, 100, 182 inches. Yeah, so, I mean, that's... It, Every that's a welcomed then. that is a welcomed i mean yes. don't get me wrong i've definitely had some easier hunts yeah. but not like the one you're after on the road type yeah of very thing. that's the only time it's ever happened to me <laughs> yeah and, and i fully enjoy these would you take it again <laughs> every day <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> and, and one one last thought like i have is like the the amount of effort i put in these hunts and the craziness like it is literally just what i crave to look back on all these memories i've made because like i didn't grow up in the west yeah. My family and a bunch of my friends are still in Minnesota, and I feel like I'm doing it justice for them because then I can tell them all these crazy stories. I'm in a very fortunate position where I'm at for to be sure. able to do all this stuff, and they're not. So, I, like, well, they they do their thing there, but I mean, like, they don't do what I do all the time. Yeah. So, like, I can tell them all these crazy stories I've gone on and get them so excited, get them jacked up to come out west and go hunting with us, and just makes them have that much more fire yep. to go hunting because of what they see I go through. Because like, they don't want the crazy like ex- experience that I have exactly, but they but want to experience, experience. experience some they of that. The they want that adventure that is, part. It's the Western yeah. It makes your life yeah. so much more rewarding when you put yourself in those struggle positions, questioning your sanity, questioning like, am I going to die tonight? Yeah. I'm fully willing to die for a mule deer. <laughs> like, <I'm> That's s- <laughs> well, you, you, <coughs> fully willing to do whatever I'm it takes. willing to die for my son and my family. <laughs> I don't have a family I'll anymore, cut it, man. I'm just, I'll cut uh, it at like, Hospital you could visit say you're willing to die for I'll, an elk. I'll cut it like hospital <laughs> visit for an But it's just those, those life experiences. That's all I look forward to, and that's what hunting gives for me is just the yeah. life experiences I can just look back and Not on. to date anybody, but you have the most time, you know, not not to put you're ages old, on anybody. Sure. I'm old. No, you just – you have – and you with, with where you've lived, how you grew up, you have mm-hmm. the most time spent probably by far and away, and you've had that happen to you one time. Mm-hmm. How many stories like that do you have for that one – you know? A lot, I'm a hundred. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Most of the time, it's a lot of work. Oh God. And that's and it's the best part. Best it part. Is the best I mean, part. It's it's super rewarding. It's like you said, the harder you work, you know, the more success you have, and those hunts are just ultra rewarding on the back yep. end. You yep. you don't ever feel a sense of accomplishment like you do like after those. something like this. Mm-hmm. So congrats to you. Amen to that. It was, it was a blast. All right, it was Brady. fun to relive your sabbatical. It was. You're back, and he vlogs, so we got a bunch of vlog footage from him. Yeah, it should be pretty. We got pretty a lot exciting. of tape to check. <laughs> we got a lot yeah. of tape to go through. Should be a good one. I'm looking forward to. It. Hit us with the promo, Brady. <laughs> Which promo we got going on right podcast. now? Podcast, podcast fifty. Oh yeah. yeah. Podcast fifty. Pod, no, I think it's just podcast. Are we doing? Two, are we doing do fifty? No, Which, that's no? for YouTube. Scratch that. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> it's just podcast for Insider. Oh yeah. Fifty. We're we're in application mode now. I've been gone for long. I don't even honestly know the podcast the podcast promo code. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, hit it up. Sign up for Go Hunt Insider account. Use the promo code podcast, and we're going to give you 50 points to the Go Hunt Gear Shop. That's 50 bucks that you can use towards the purchase of any gear in the Go Hunt Gear Shop. One points, one dollar. Super easy. Use the promo code podcast. Get an insider account. Do your research. It's application season. Best time of year. Idaho's coming up, so you're going to want to use that insider app, insider service to research for your Idaho general. Coming up. Now's a great time to sign Idaho, up. Idaho, December go. 1st at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Application season, man. Do it's it, a lotteries, the lotteries for us. Never yes. know what you're going to yeah, draw. Screw That's Powerball. Right. Yep. <laughs> Never know what you're going to draw. 
So, yeah, that was a fun podcast, boys. Woo! That was fun. Woo! Hope you enjoyed the long story. Sorry I got long-winded, but. No, shit. That's what it's, it's all good. about, man. That's what it's all that was about. That's good. Trail over here with this fucking arrow poking me. <laughs> He's had that pe- the arrow for the entire yes. time. Yeah. Been attacked by a bear the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Arrow for the entire time. All right. We're, We're out. out.